strike. BYU baseball heads back to the diamond. There's a ball hit very deep. Left fielder looking up, going back at the wall. It's out of here. And the Batcats are swinging for the fences. Center fielder going back. He's not going to get there. It's time for BYU baseball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Play ball. Live coverage of BYU baseball is brought to you by Lube Duck, Reinhardt Oil, SAG Chevron, Foot Insurance, and Revere Health Orthopedics. Now, to get you ready for the first pitch, here's Brent Norton. Well, good afternoon and welcome to Larry Miller Field on the campus of uh, BYU here as the Cougars take on LMU. Kind of a tough day for the Cougars. Yesterday, we were joined by Cameron Coughlin tonight, former Cougar grade, and the boy, uh, Cameron Cougars, just kind of put those two on a platter for LMU. Very tough night for Coach Littlewood as you... I don't know if you heard him on the post game. Not very happy at all with the effort of this team. It just seemed like they came in flat the entire day, and just couldn't get things going. Rallied really well in the second game, but but then uh, there at the end again a walk, a, a couple of pass balls, and they score the winning run in the twelfth. Just a tough way to lose a ball game. Yeah, it's real tough. You know, Cougars yesterday had seventeen hits and eight runs and ended up losing the game to uh, Lola Marymount's 10 hits. So I know Coach Littlewood uh, takes a lot of pride in playing at home and having our home field advantage and and winning for these fans at home. And losing the first two at home uh, is not something he likes. So the Cougars are going to want to come out tonight, play strong, and and try to save this series, get a win going out here, um, and get their first win in conference play. You know, BYU preseason pick number one. They've got a big... uh... Uh, arrow on the back you know guys are after him they're coming in wanting to beat him and and we've seen LMU's best efforts these guys don't have a whole lot of power but they move runners along and when you help them with pass balls and whatever mental errors uh you know they're going to take advantage and and come up with some clutch hits and that's exactly what we've seen absolutely Lola Marymount's known for playing the game the right way they play small ball they move guys over they steal bases but what they've been doing this series is they've been taking care of the ball defensively themselves playing playing really well defensively not giving any extra errors or runs or guys on base and the Cougars unfortunately haven't done that so we're going to look today to see the Cougars tighten things up defensively and hopefully they can capitalize on the amount of hits that they have and get some runs across the, the plate. Well BYU Hayden Rogers the senior two wins a loss has not really had a great outing yet this year Hayden uh, has got to become a little more consistent and with the bullpens you know in disarray right now after having really this is the fourth start that they've had with that suspended game it's going to be an interesting uh, afternoon of baseball and uh, might go deep into the bullpen today we're going to send it back for our first time out and uh, we'll uh, play the interview I had with coach Mike Littlewood and then be back with the opening pitch right after this on your new skin BYU Sports Network we're here with Coach Mike Littlewood. Uh, Coach, about 12 hours after the post game last night, uh, boy, tough day for the Cougars. As you mentioned, you were pretty frustrated. It's just something we don't, normally don't see out of BYU baseball, uh, uh, you know, two games, especially conference games like that. Well, I was disappointed when we started a resumption of a play at 4 p.m. Um, with game one. We have four at-bats. In the, you know, we start in the bottom of six, and they have three at-bats, and they, they outscore us 3-0 in those last and, and take that game 7-4. I felt like we came out flat, um, didn't have a whole lot of energy, which I don't know why, and just kind of kind of sleptwalked through that first game and then kind of carried it over into, into game two until we got down 8-2, and then we decided to play for some reason. Proud of the guys for battling back. We did a nice job, but, um, you know, that's just – that's just, I guess, I'm saying that to make myself feel good about things when really all we're looking for right now is, is wins. You know, the uh, one bright spot's your youth. I mean, Perns has uh, had three doubles in last night's ball game. McIntyre had a couple of big hits for you. Got things kind of rolling in that beginning. And, 
you got to feel good about their effort and, and the way they've stepped up. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, to get production out of 8 and 9 in your lineup like we are normally used to, to getting the last few years, it's great, and especially new guys. I'm, I'm proud of Mitch for going in there, and um, even though he bunted to the wrong base last night, uh, you know, man on first, he bunted to first base, and he bunted to third. I mean, that's a simple thing, but it cost us, cost us a little bit right there. It took us out of an inning. But he plays the game hard, putting together good at-bats, and Jarrett, man, he's just – he just kind of kept his head down, tried to get better and better, and really consistent. I think if our first six guys could be as consistent at the plate as our eight and nine guys were the last couple of nights, we'd, we'd be much better off. Uh, look at the pitching. Uh, Three-game series always critical where you had a suspended game. It even amps that up a little bit more. Same for both uh, both teams. Uh, pitching's going to be a little light probably out of the bullpen for, for both LMU and yourself. Oh, it sure is. And, you know, I shouldn't knock on wood. Um, Hayden's has to give us a good start today. He has to run his innings into six or seven innings. Um, and I may let him go just a little bit to, today because we have to let him go. Um, we used a bunch of guys yesterday, so it's tough to bring guys back. Um, next day after they've thrown 30-plus pitches, they'll, they'll be sore. And we don't want to hurt anybody, one, and they'll be less effective, too. I think Bo Burrup coming into game two yesterday after being real effective in game one wasn't as effective because he was just he's a little bit tired and so um you know that process is kind of like those pitchers go out and throw and then they let me know um or let JT know how they feel and if they're good to go we'll put them in so at this point you know I know we have Justin Sterner and hopefully Zimmerman his arm was a little tight yesterday hopefully he's he's good to go and but we're gonna have to piece it together for sure you know one thing uh noticeable over the first couple of games is you know this LMT team is not a real offensive firepower type of team but you give them bases, and they can make you pay because they, they know how to play small ball, and very evident the last two games. That's that's really what's uh, won them the game. And, and pass balls, wild pitches, just giving them that extra 90 feet has really been the difference. Well, and I last night in game two, we have seven walks and, and three hit by pitch. And, and in my mind, we had four or five pass balls. They, they weren't on the scorecard, but they're balls that should have been caught, balls popping out of gloves and giving up extra base and strike threes that hit our glove without hitting the dirt. We, you know, give a guy, uh, you know, and that, those are just, they're not effort things uh, from Noah's perspective. It's just, you know, one of those things that happens. But that's, I mean, that's 13 or 14 bases we're just giving guys. And you can't do that. One thing about LMU is they know they know themselves. They, 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 they know their approach. They don't try to do more than they can do individually. And they run the bases and um, execute extremely, extremely well. Well, Coach, uh, new day, uh, new day for the Cougar baseball here. And, and uh, looking forward to a good one. Uh, good luck, and uh, we'll talk in the post game. All right, thanks. Great, Brent. Thanks. All right, back here in Provo as we get ready for game three, LMU and BYU. Overcast, chilly day here in Provo. Uh, there's a little precipitation forecast for later in the afternoon, so hopefully we can get this one in quick uh, before that front moves through. Kind of been dancing around the weather the entire three-game series last weekend was so good here in Provo, but this weekend's been a little problematic. Joined by Cameron Coughlin, Coughlin, former Cougar great. Uh, appreciate him joining us on the broadcast today. And Billy Wilson will lead it off. Wilson, center filler, one for nine in the series with a pair of RBIs. Wilson, a senior out of Tolleson, Arizona, hitting 254 on the year. He is a left-handed hitter. He'll be followed by Nick Sogard and then Nico Decolati. Looks like we've got a little bit of a delay here uh, waiting for the TV feed to come in. Jason Gill in his uh, 10th year as the head coach of LMU is their head guy. He's 269 wins, 241 losses, and one tie. 
And, of course, this LMU team plays a dynamic uh, uh, out-of-conference schedule with UCLA, USC, everybody else down there that, you know, Fullerton, uh, a lot of good uh, teams. As uh, first pitch from Hayden Rogers, he tries to drag the ball down the first baseline, does Wilson, and he just uh, goes right through it for strike one. Yeah, you're seeing early here with Lola Marymount trying to put the ball in play, get a bunt, make something happen early to start the game. There's a ball hit up the middle by Wilson for a single. So Billy Wilson singles uh, leading off the ball game, and that will bring up uh, Nick Sogard. It's a good swing by Wilson, just taking the ball right back up the middle with this turf. Ball traveled quickly through uh, the infield there for a single into center field. And we'll see Billy Wilson's pretty aggressive over at first base, has five stolen bases on the year. Hayden Rogers is pretty quick to the plate, so we'll see uh, if he can get a jump on him. Nick Sogard steps in. First pitch, he uh, tries to bunt, and he bunts through it for strike one. We've seen this throughout the series as uh, LMU really likes to play small ball, move runners along. And here early with Sogard, who was one for eight in the series, uh, attempts a bunt. Wilson, good speed at first base. Sogard also runs well at the plate. And the 0-1 pitch is outside for a ball, one ball and one strike. Nick Sogard, a uh, sophomore out of Sacramento, California, hitting an even 300 on the year. He'll bat from the right side and, again, scoring to bunt. Take that, taking that up just a little bit high for ball two. Hayden Rogers this year, this will be his uh, fifth start. He's thrown 17 innings, given up 28 hits, 14 runs. Five walks, seven strikeouts by Hayden Nielsen or Hayden Rogers. Two-one pitch. That's a little bit inside for ball two. Cougars pretty much playing Sogard straight away in the outfield. Absolutely no wind blowing right now in Provo. A little cool, but uh, not bad conditions. When you compare them to the last couple of days, that pitch is over for a strike three and two. Well, Sogard squaring a bun on the 3-1 count. Just goes to show uh, how dedicated they are to small ball and trying to get guys in scoring position and manufacture runs. Three balls, two strikes. As Rogers looking in at uh, David Clausen. Cougars the same lineup as last night. There's a ball almost thrown away by Rogers. Good play by uh, Suda. Catch that uh, off his shoe tops over there at first base on the pickoff attempt. Lights are on here in Provo on an overcast day. And here's a 3-2 pitch from Rogers. Fouled off. Three balls and two strikes. Rogers' pitch popped up. That ball's going to find the seats again over the first base side. It's good a good at bat by Sogard here, battling some pitches, uh, getting the count three and two, and making him get a pitch that he wants to be able to drive. 
probably aiming for that hole between second and first there. See if he can get the guy over to third. 3-2 pitch. Ball hit just foul down the third baseline. Three and two. Here's the pitch. Ball hit out towards Sneeman. Sneeman dives, comes up, throws the second, not in time. So that will be an infield single. Great job by Sneeman to even field that ball. An infield single by Sogard. And LMU with runners at first and second base. Nobody out. Yeah, it's really good play by Daniel Sneeman at shortstop. Again, with that turf and how quickly the ball moves to the infield. The ball was hit relatively hard, but, but it wasn't a line drive or anything. Ball was uh, fielded on a dive by Schneeman. Got the throw to second base to Anderson. And, uh, you know, unfortunately he couldn't beat uh, the speedy Wilson over there at second. So runners on first and second and no outs here for Lola Marymount. Yeah, this LMU team, 23 stolen bases. They've got good speed up and down the lineup. Decalotti now steps in the shortstop. He's been the leading hitter. He's got four hits in the first two games, and he swings and misses for strike one. Decalotti has good power, especially to the right side of the field. He is a junior out of Las Vegas, Nico Decalotti. And here is Rogers with the pitch. Squared to bunt, took it a little bit low for a ball. And again, we see that uh, small ball approach by Lola Marymount. Their number three hitter, as you just mentioned, has a lot of power. He's squaring around to bunt. Um, and they're they're all about getting guys over in the scoring position, putting them, uh, you know, increasing the opportunities to score runs with their next hitter up. Next pitch is uh, over for a strike, one and two. One ball and two strikes. Decalotti steps back in against uh, Hayden Rogers. And here's the one, two. Swinging strike three. Big strike big out strike there out. by Rogers out number one. Yeah, it was a good pitch by Hayden Rogers. Fastball up and away. And Decalotti went uh, chasing after. He's a little bit out of the zone. Aiden Rogers has a good fastball, 80, 86 miles an hour, and uh, just uh, extending the zone there on Decalotti for the strikeout with one out now here for the uh, Lola Marymount. Jamie Smart steps in, first pitch, over for a strike. 0-1-1 the count. Jamie Smart, uh, really the top hitter on this team. He was an all-conference performer last year. Guy that doesn't have a whole lot of power, but just sprays the ball around. Good curveball over four. Call strike two. That's real important for Hayden Rogers to establish that curveball and uh, throw that for strikes, especially against the lefty smart here. See what he comes back. See if he comes back with another curveball, maybe a little bit more out of the zone. See if he goes chasing. Here's the... 
0-2, that's up high for a ball. So one ball and two strikes to Smart. Smart is a senior out of San Ramon, California. Big kid, 6'4", 235. Excellent uh, defensive first baseman. And here's the one-two. Popped up foul out of play. This LMU team had really been struggling defensively. They'd committed over 20 errors coming in, but they've played good defense. Cougars uh, playing at about a 990 clip defensively. And uh, LMU just kind of put it together here this weekend. And the Cougars really haven't helped their cause. Just some of the little things you got to do to win baseball games. The one-two pitch up high for ball two. Popped up, shallow center. McIntyre got a bad jump on that one. Now he's got to come hard. He's not going to get there. McIntyre went back about three steps. Boy, again, the Cougars right now just struggling. McIntyre should have been an easy play. Anderson noticed it at second base and went out and tried to help him, but neither one of them could get to the ball, so just a little bloop single. One man out. Yeah, you know, McIntyre in his first couple steps was trying to get a read on it. He wasn't playing that deep. Um, and it just, I, I don't know if the wind maybe up high high in the air there kind of played with it and pulled it back towards the infield. But, you know, uh, McIntyre wasn't too close to that ball, even on the dive. And uh, that goes for a single. And base is loaded here with one out. Unfortunately, should have been two outs and uh, runners still at uh, first and second. Nico Pacheco now steps in, the DH. Pacheco came in uh, in game two yesterday and took over the DH spot and had a double off the wall and left. First pitch over for a call strike. Hayden Rogers, a little unorthodox in his approach. He usually is fastball, fastball, establishing the fastball in the inner half part of the plate against righties. He's throwing a lot of curveballs here for strikes, just showing that and trying to give uh, the hitter something else to think about. Here's the 0-1, ball ripped into center field, base hit, one run scores. The other runner's going to try to score. Here comes a throw from Schneeman, and he slides in safely. So LMU up 2 to nothing on the Pacheco single. Four singles in the inning. Yeah, and this fastball is right down the middle of the plate, and Pacheco did a good job just stroking it right back up the middle of the center field. Again, good aggressive base running by Lola Marymount. They have good speed. They're going to take advantage of it. Even with this fast turf following the outfield, they're running on a a base hit to the outfield. So LMU with two quick runs here in the first, and that will bring up uh, Brandon Shearer, the third baseman. Shearer is uh, three for nine in the series. He'll bat from the left side. And a throw back behind the base runner, and somebody missed a sign, and now they call a balk. Uh, Normally BYU runs that play quite a bit, but uh, Sue apparently missed the sign because he wasn't coming in behind the runner. 
And they really would have had an excellent chance, but yeah. the umpire's called a balk anyway, so it wouldn't have mattered. But, well, uh, and the only reason I could see a balk here is if if Hayden had, had motioned too much towards the plate like a pitch because he threw it to first. The only time you get really called for a balk is if you don't throw it when you make a motion towards a base, and he threw it to its first. So he must have stepped towards the plate too much, and they kind of thought it may have been deceiving the runner. Here's the pitch. Ball hit up the middle. Base hit again. That's five hits. LMU scores two more runs. And LMU has come out on fire here in the first inning. As Smart scores along with Pacheco. And again, it's it's the little things. It's the ball that falls into center field. It's the, uh, the balk that moves yep. guys up 90 feet. That right there has cost the Cougars at least two runs in this ball game, if not yeah. more. And again, credit to Lola Marymount. I mean, they're hitting the ball right back up the middle. And uh, again, with this turf, it's it's getting through. It's not even giving the Cougar infielders a chance to make a play on it. And so uh, you combine those things, and what you, what you get is four runs for Lola Marymount on the top of the first and five five base hits. I talked to Coach Littlewood before, and he said, hey, we might have to extend Rodgers out a little bit today just because of the – the bullpen situation and how deep we've had to go already. But, boy, pretty tough right here. One yeah. out, first inning. Opponents have already uh, banged out five hits, scored four runs. Yeah. I mean, Hayden's going to have to battle. Uh, I mean, he's a he's a senior. He's got the experience. He's going to have to find a way to get out of this for his team and give the Cougar bats a chance to earn the run back. There's a bunt. Rogers lets Favero pick it up, throw the first. Up. That's an error on Favero as the ball got away. From Sue. So that will be an E5. Ryan Ruley at first base. Shear moves up to third base on the air. And the Cougars just continue to struggle here in the early part of this uh, game three. And Cooper Yule, the catcher, number eight guy to come to the plate, will step in. Yeah, it's, it's really unorthodox for the Cougars historically. I mean, they've always taken care of the ball really well. That's something Coach Littlewood really puts uh, a lot of emphasis on, is making sure that they're taking care of the ball and, and uh, throwing the ball around the field. And unfortunately now what you get is one out and uh, another er- an error there. Runners on first and third. Yule steps in. Here's the bunt. Going to come home, and he is safe. Rogers decided to come home, flipped it out of his glove. And the runner scored, and the score is 5 to nothing on the bunt. Fielder's choice. And Lola Marymount just playing their game. They kind of a safety squeeze there. It wasn't, the runner at third wasn't breaking early. He was kind of reading to see where the bunt was and made the determination that he could get there and beat the throw. I think Hayden made a good play. Uh, he may not even have to play at first base. It looked like Brennan was late getting over from second. So, again, Lola Marymount just taking advantage of what they do best. Dylan Hirsch now, the right fielder, steps in. Hirsch, uh, sophomore out of West Hills, California. And the first pitch from Rogers, another bunt attempt, and this one's fouled down the first baseline. I think there's only been one or two hitters this whole lineup who haven't squared around a bunt at this point. So they are committed to getting guys over making something happen with the bunt. No balls and a strike, one man out. Runners at first and second base. And Hirsch hits one up the middle. 
Schumann's got it on to second for one. The return to first, not in time. So runners at the corners now with two men out. Hershon in the fielder's choice. Two men out. And that will bring to the plate uh, Billy Wilson, who singled to start the game off as Loyola's hit around here in the first inning. It's amazing. A team gets a little confidence, and another team loses a little confidence, and it's hard to get them, uh, you know, hard to get that uh, tide turned, especially the way this game has started. First pitch outside, ball one. Well, especially in the top of the first, the Cougar hitters are going in for their first at bat, and they're already in the hole five runs. So, feeling like they have to climb out. Fortunately, they have the whole game to be able to battle, and they've been able to do that in the past. So we'll see what they can do when they uh, get up to plate. Here's the one ball pitch. That's outside. Two balls and no strikes. You know, Hayden Rogers was made the third starter, the, the day three starter for a reason, because he's been historically been uh, – we've been able to count on him. He throws a lot of strikes. So this isn't really like Hayden. This He's still trying to find – his arm slot, still trying to find his touch up there at the on the mound. 2-0 pitch, a little grounder out in front of the plate. Rogers picks it up, throws him out. So finally LMU retired in the inning, but not before they got five runs on six hits. There was an error, two runners left. We're through a half an inning, LMU 5, BYU coming to the plate on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. Go to the bottom of the first. LMU uh, strikes for five runs in their half of the inning. And the Cougars will be coming to the plate. As uh, Nick Fresso, a freshman out of Rancho Palos Verdes, 6'3", 180. One win, two losses on the year, 3.92 earned run average. He's on the hill for the Lions, and Brennan Anderson will... Lead off, Brennan hit a solo shot in the bottom of the ninth to tie it up last night. Then the Cougars could not score any more in the ninth, 10th, 11th, or 12th. As Frasso toeing the rubber, getting ready for his first pitch, and just as he does, we're starting to see a little bit of snow come out of the sky here at Larry Miller Field. Yeah, last Saturday it was 60 degrees and sunny and Felt like spring was in the air, and now we're uh, back to winter conditions. So Brennan Anderson hitting 306 on the year. Hit his first home run last night. He's got eight RBIs for BYU. And Frasso's first pitch is fouled straight back. 91 on the fastball there by uh, Nick Frasso. This pitching staff... For LMU is the longest, youngest ever for Coach Jason Gill. Boy, last night out of the bullpen, they just kept bringing freshmen in. Guys with pretty good arms. Especially the last guy, Josh Robbins. Uh, he picked up the win last night. He looked awfully good. Kind of a big right-handed slinger, three-quarter to sidearm. And Cougars had a hard time figuring him out. Here's the 0-1 to Anderson. That's on the outside corner for a strike. 93 on the fastball there. Yeah, Frasso with a 3.92 ERA. 
opponents hitting 211 against him so far for the freshmen. So pretty impressive start. No balls, two strikes as Anderson steps back in. And pitch to Anderson, a swing and a miss. And the Cougar leadoff hitter strikes out, and that will bring uh, Brian Sue to the plate. Brian Sue, the junior out of San Ramon, he was a Little League teammate with uh, the first baseman for LMU, uh, Jamie Smart, back in San Ramon days. Sue uh, struggled in the series of one for ten, still leads the Cougars, hitting over 400, hitting 404 as he steps to the plate here in game three. First pitch over for a call strike. Here's Frasso's pitch, curveball just missed inside. Came back with that slow curveball at 75 miles an hour. Almost 20 mile an hour difference between his fastball and his curve. One ball and one strike to count. Sue loops one, second baseman, gloves it, throws to first, not in time as Brian Sue with an infield single. Looks like the ball might have gone off the end of the bat. Second baseman uh, made a good play out there, but was unable to throw him out. Yeah, it was a really good play by uh, second baseman Nick Sogard. Ball had some English on it. It was slowing down on the turf. He was able to get over and uh, make a quick throw, and uh, Sue had the speed to be able to beat it out. Schneeman steps in. He swings and misses at the first pitch. Now the catcher, Yule, out for the fourth time in uh, two-plus batters. Not sure. They're not just uh, getting the signs figured out. Well, one fastball, two curve, right, Brent? That's the way it's always been. That's the way it used to be. <laughs> That's what I remember. Guy in second base might uh, flip it around. Yeah. No balls and a strike. Here is Frasso's pitch to Schneeman. Way inside for a ball. Cooper Yule, a tremendous defensive catcher. In fact, uh, Jason Gill said he's the best collegiate defensive catcher he's ever seen. He was bouncing all over the plate last night, blocking balls and preventing Cougar base runners. There's a base hit into right. Sue will go from first to third base. And the Cougars with runners at the corners. And that will bring up uh, Brock Hale. And this is exactly what the Cougars need. They just need some base hits. Uh, Schneeman didn't get all of that, got tied up a little bit, but was able to get it through the hole between second and first. The Cougars have a little bit of a rally going here, first and third with one out in the heart of the lineup up. So Brock Hale will step in. Hale, four for nine in the first couple of games with an RBI. Got five uh, home runs on the year. Brock still uh, swinging the bat very well after getting off to a little bit of a slow start this year. He's uh, moved his average up to 328. First pitch outside, ball one. Hale 
Cougars uh, with runners at the corners. Here's the pitch to Hale. And that is a fastball on the outside corner for a strike. Brock Hill, a senior out of Mesa, Arizona. Here's the 1-1. Curveball a little bit inside. Cougars head coach Mike Littlewood down in the third base coaching box. Trent Pratt down the first base side. Also Brent Herring, uh, Jeremy Thomas, Tuckett Slade on the staff here in Provo. Preseason number one pick. The Cougars were as Hale swings and misses at a pitch out of the zone. I know Coach Littlewood a little frustrated with Brock last night, thinking he was swinging it, letting fastballs go, strikes, and then swinging at the curveballs down. That was what we saw right there. Yeah, that fastball was way out of the zone. It was almost like he was protecting with two strikes, but there was only one strike. So maybe he was looking for something else or anticipating a pitch in and already started his swing and just tried to battle it off. Two balls, two strikes, a swing and a miss. So Hale goes down, and that will bring Nate Favero to the plate. Well, so far for the two two of the best Cougar hitters in their lineup, Brandon Anderson and Brock Hale, uh, Nick Frasso has uh, blown two pitches by him for strike three. They've just been late on it. So Nick Frasso is about 91 to 93 consistently with his fastball, and just challenging the Cougar hitters to hit it. Nate Favero now steps in. Favero, uh, two for ten in the first couple of games. He steps in with runners at the corners and the first pitch up high, ball one. Cougars, uh, boy, they really need to cash in here in the first inning, down big five to nothing. Get themselves back in this ball game. Here's the 1-0. That's down low. Yule can't find the ball. It's behind the umpire. Finally, he does find it. The runner from first base advances to second base. Brian Sue at third base. Really, the ball was only, what, about six feet behind home plate, so I don't think he felt like he could go. Well, the ball was actually sitting on the chalk, and I think he just couldn't see it. It was almost blending in directly with the chalk, so... Uh, behind the catcher's right foot, so he just had trouble seeing it with his mask on and opportunity for Sue to make it to second base. Two balls, no strikes. And Favero fouls it off, two and one the count. Nate Favero, the senior out of Vienna, Virginia, coming into the ballgame, hitting at 239 with uh, – no home runs and uh, 12 RBIs. Favero takes that one down low, ball three. Three and one the count. With two men down. Hey, we can just go old school. Just bring it up here and we'll hang it out the window. Here's the 3-1 to Favero. Popped up. Ball's going to find the seats back behind home plate. 
And the count goes full three and two, 92, and Nate right on that pitch. Yeah, I think Nate wants that one back. He he knows he missed it, and that was his cookie right there. And just got under it a little bit, fouled it back, and was hoping he could drive that in the right center. Three and two the count as Favero again climbs back in, runners in scoring position. Favero swings and misses at a pitch out of the zone, up and high. And the Cougars, uh, two strikeouts with guys in scoring position. They're struck out the side there. No runs, two hits, no errors, two big runners left. We're through one complete. LMU 5, BYU nothing on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. BYU Baseball is brought to you by Lube Duck. Quick oil change, emissions, and inspections. Now let's take you out to the ballpark with Brent Norton. We go to the second inning, LMU 5, BYU nothing. And Nick Sogard will be the hitter. Nick Sogard, uh, the number two hitter in the lineup. As LMU sent ten guys to the plate in the first, first pitch is over for a call strike one. Coach Lubwood right now, his hands are kind of tied on, yeah. on the bullpen situation. I mean, they've gone so deep. He just doesn't have the arms out there. And that ball's hammered to deep left center field. Going back up against the wall, Perns picks the ball up, gets it in, but Sogard with a long double. And really the most disconcerting thing right now for BYU is uh, the starting pitching. I mean, yep. you've got Jordan Wood, who's been solid as the number one guy. But Cougars have really been looking for a number two guy. And uh, and Hayden Rogers really hasn't given him a whole lot these last few starts. Yeah, and he's, he's unfortunately elevating his pitches. And that's historically with Hayden when we've seen him get in trouble is when he's getting the ball up in the zone. That ball was a fastball by 86 up about belt high right down the middle of the plate. And that's going to that's gonna happen with good hitters here in college. Decolati steps in. He fouls the first pitch off. Decolati struck out his first time up. Seven hits now by LMU. This is a team that came in hitting 238 as a team. Not known as a real offensive uh, type of team, more defense and pitching, but uh, they've certainly come out here, especially in game three, and swinging the bat very well. Decolati fouls that pitch off. And one thing we haven't seen from Hayden Rogers up to this point today, Brent, is he's not establishing the inside part of the plate. That's usually where he starts, and he really starts to, to uh, just be consistent in there and then work out from there. He's been up and out of the zone and out over the plate. So we'll see if he can get back into what he does best, which is throwing fastballs and challenging hitters in and off the plate and uh, getting ground balls. No balls, two strikes. Here's the pitch, and that's off the plate. One and two. Decolati, the uh, junior at Las Vegas. Hitting 301 coming into uh, this afternoon's contest here in Provo. LMU won the first games here by a score of 7-4. The game was suspended and finished yesterday. And then 9-8 in 12 innings. Ball gets away from... uh, Clausen, ball bounced up there by uh, Hayden Rogers, and uh, David just unable to keep that ball in front of him, and uh, the runner advances. But we've been seeing that all three games. Yeah, I mean, with this turf, I mean, the ball is bouncing off the turf. It's going to bounce higher up into the catcher, and if he doesn't 
cradle it right with his chest, it's going to bounce left or right, and that's what happened there with Clawson, unfortunately. So runner on third base and no outs, and opportunity for uh, Decolati to score a run. Two balls, two strikes, ball hit to Schneeman. He he's, grabs it, throws the first for the out, run does score. So six to nothing on the Decoletti ground out. Picks up an RBI. Is uh, eighth of the year, and Jamie Smart will now step in. He singled his first time up. Just a very light snow coming down here at the ballpark. And the first pitch to Smarts on the outside corner for call strike one. That ball hammered into left field base hit. Perns over, retrieves it, gets the ball back in, and Smart two for two on the day. And that's going to bring uh, Nico Pacheco, who uh, singled in two his first time up. Pacheco was a uh, recruit of uh, Cal State Fullerton, now playing his uh, senior year here at LMU. Pacheco, a uh, senior out of uh, Fresno, and as we'd mentioned, uh, played at Cal State Fullerton. Swing and a miss. He's listed as a catcher. Is Pacheco. You can see he can swing the bat. Hit a couple of balls hard last night. Pacheco wearing number 18 on the jersey. Redshirt senior, so he had to redshirt last year after coming over from Fullerton. The pitch is outside. One ball and one strike. In action last night, uh, some real surprises. Uh, Santa Clara at San Diego beat uh, beat him up 13-2. to Portland beat St. Mary's. That was at Portland 7-4. to That ball's hammered down the line. That's in for extra bases. Pacheco around first base. Smart will end up at third base with the double. Three hits in the inning by the Lions. And now the Cougars are going to get somebody up in the bullpen after Hayden Rogers has given up uh, nine hits in just uh, one in the third innings. Yeah, and that was the first time I've seen Hayden Rogers really come inside uh, on a right-handed hitter today. And uh, credit to Pacheco. He got his hands out, got the bat head out enough, and was able to hit it hard down the third baseline for a double. Brandon Shearer steps in with runners at second and third base. Blake Inouye, the Cougar right-handed reliever, beginning to throw. And Shearer steps in. Cougars have drawn the infield in. And Shearer, a little looper center field. McIntyre got to come a long way. He's going to get there, make the catch. Here comes the throw home. And it's offline a little bit. Another run scores. Seven to nothing on the sacrifice. No, they're going to call him out at third base. He left early. They quickly got the ball over to Favero, stepped on the bag, and the third base coach knew it as he took off early. So the Cougars fortunate right now. Turn that one into a double play. They did get one run. Three hits, no errors, and one man left. We are through 
One and a half, six nothing Lions over the Cougars on your new skin BYU Sports Network. Keaton Kringlin steps in for the Cougars as we go to the bottom of the second inning. First pitch to Keaton is up a little bit high for ball one. Kringlin for the Cougars, a four for eight in the first two games with an RBI. And pitch to Kringlin is looped down the right field line. That right fielder under it will make the catch for out number one of the inning. And that'll bring Dave Clawson to the plate. Well, Nick Frasso, pretty impressive-looking freshman out there, Cam, throwing the ball hard and throwing strikes, which is uh, just as important as velocity. I mean, he's, he's throwing strikes and letting his defense do a little bit of work and struck the side out in the first inning after giving up a pair of hits. Cougars just unable to move anybody across. First pitch is up high, ball one. Clawson 0 for 7. In the first couple of games, came out for as a pinch, uh, had a pinch runner or a pinch hitter come in for him, uh, Noah Hullett, who ended up playing the last three or four innings. Well, the one thing we haven't seen from Froster yet is he he's, hasn't been able to throw his curveball consistently for strikes. So, Cougar hitters really should be focusing on his fastball and knowing he's going to have a, a good velocity on his fastball. So, make sure they're getting the bat head out. One one pitch is down low, ball two. He has been able to throw his fastball, keeping it down, and then elevating it with two strikes for a chase pitch, and he's been able to get that from uh, BYU so far today. 2-1 pitch to the Cougar catcher. Clawson, big swing, fouls it off, two balls and two strikes. Clawson uh, hitting uh, 291 as he comes into the ballgame today. Boy, LMU offensively lights out here. Six runs, nine hits through two innings. Pitch to Clawson inside for ball three. See, Clawson there was kind of hanging out over home plate. And Frasso busted him in. Clawson fouls that one off. David steps back in. Again, Snow uh, lightly falling here in Provo, and Clawson pops it up. Playable for Yule, the catcher. He's there and makes the play for the out. Two men down, and uh, Mitch McIntyre, Cougar center fielder, will come up. Cougars' uh, next home game will be Tuesday night against Utah, 6 o'clock here at Larry Miller Field. And then Gonzaga next weekend. Cougars won the first four games of this uh, homestand. Now they've lost the the first two of this series to LMU. BYU right now nine wins, eight losses on the year. LMU eight wins and ten losses. And they are currently on a five-game winning streak. At one time this year, they were three and ten. They've run off five straight. 
No balls, two strikes to McIntyre. And the pitch high and tight. McIntyre is uh, three for seven in the series against LMU with an RBI. Him and Perns, eight and nine in the order, were just dynamic yesterday. Really got things going for the Cougars, especially during that comeback. There's a line drive wreck at uh, Decolati, who will glove it for out number three, and the Cougars retired in order. We're through two complete. LMU six, BYU nothing on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. Hey, Cougar fans, this is outfielder Brock Hale. You're listening to BYU Baseball on New Skin BYU Sports Network. Go to the third inning. LMU up big, 6-0 here. As, uh, bottom third of the order, Ryan Rooley, Cooper Ewell, and Dylan Hirsch do up against uh, the Cougars' uh, Hayden Rogers. Rogers, uh, the left-hander, fires a pitch. It's over for a strike. Rodgers has struggled here early in this ball game. That pitches down low, a ball and a strike. Yeah, despite his struggles, Coach Littlewood wants to get as many innings as he can out of him. Pitch to Rodgers, from Rodgers, as a swing and a miss. One ball and two strikes. One, two, that ball's hit out toward Favero. Nate's got it. Throws the first for the out. One out here in the third, and that will bring Cooper Yule to the plate. Well, the Cougars have uh, sustained some injuries out there in that, with that pitching staff. Of course, Riley Gates, who was slated to be the closer this year, went down in Hawaii with a shoulder injury, and uh, Ryan Brady, their, kind of their phenom freshman out of Park City, Went down after a couple of starts, so they're a little bit running on fumes out there. Kringlin also battling that hamstring problem. Has not been able to play in the outfield the entire weekend. They've had him DHing, but he's been very you know gingerly yeah. running around the base pass. You can tell just coming out of the box that he's he's nursing it. One ball, one strike to count. to Cooper Ewell. Pitches over for a strike, one and two. One thing I like that Hayden Rogers has done here is he's made an adjustment. His, he's not really feeling his fastball. He's not locating it where he wants. He's gone to a lot of off-speed pitches. We've seen a lot of curveballs, some straight changes to righties, and he's throwing those for strikes. It's just off the plate. One and two. Here's 2-2. Two, two. That's up high, 3-2. and two. Three balls, two strikes to count. And the pitch. That's ball four. To Ewell, and that will bring up a Dylan Hirsch. It was a good pitch there by Hayden Rogers, a straight changeup and a 3-2 count. 
And again, that's just uh, Hayden feeling his off-speed pitches a little bit more than his fastball today and trying to keep these uh, Lola Mar Marymount hitters guessing after the nine hits that they've gotten in the first two innings. So Hirsch will step in. He was on the fielder's choice his first time up. And the first pitch is outside, ball one. One ball and no strikes. Ball fouled back up on the screen. A ball and a strike to Dylan Hirsch. And here's the 1-1 one, one. inside for ball two. Yeah, last night, interesting night with Portland beating St. Mary's 7-4. Gonzaga, Pepperdine, one to nothing as the Bulldogs nipped the... And then San Francisco took care of Pacific at San Francisco by a score of 9-2. Ball fouled off. Again, just a slight little, I think it's like a little rain-snow mix falling here. Making conditions pretty tough here at the ballpark. 2-2 pitch. Ball hit. Schneeman snags it, throws the first. In time for the double play. So Hurst lines into the 6-3 double play. And that will do it for LMU in the third. We are through two and a half, LMU 6, BYU nothing on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. We'll take a 10-second station identification. You are listening to BYU Baseball on BYU Radio, also ESPN 960. Brent Norton along with Cameron Coughlin bringing you the ball game today here from Larry Miller Field. 6-0 LMU leading the Cougars, and there's a fly ball. Perns hits a little fly ball out to left. Should be an easy play for the left fielder, Ryan Rooley, who makes the play for out number one. That'll bring up uh, Brennan Anderson, who struck out his first time up. LMU struck for five in the first on three base hit or uh, six base hits, and then they came back with one in the second inning. And the pitch to Anderson's over for a strike. LMU six runs on nine hits through three. Cougars have got a couple of hits. They were back in the first inning, stranded runners at second and third base. Frasso's pitch over for a call, strike two. Yeah, and Frasso coming back, two curveballs right there for strikes. First time he's really established a strike zone with those curveballs and trying to give a different look here to the one of the better hitters, Brendan Anderson. Another curveball, this one down low again, second time through the order, so Frasso just kind of mixing it up a little bit. As you'd mentioned, he kind of blew Anderson away with fastballs that yeah. first time up. 
Again, here's the one-two to Brennan. Swing and foul tipped it back into the catcher's glove. Two men out. Brennan's gone down twice on strikes. And that will bring uh, Brian Sue to the plate. Yeah, another elevated fastball there. Nick Frasso, 90 miles an hour, and just blew it right by Brennan Anderson for Anderson's second strikeout of the game. Sue steps in, first pitch outside, ball one. Brian Sue had an infield single. His first time up got around to third base where he was stranded on the strikeouts by Hale and Favero to end the first. Curveball inside, ball two. Brian Sue leading the Cougars right now, hitting 415 on the year. That pitch is inside for ball three. Well, the field turf, the heater is on. There's no snow accumulating on the field yet. Just a very light snow falling here in Provo. Sue takes the 3-0 pitch over for a strike. Yeah, you look up and down this uh, pitching staff, and ball, there are a number of freshmen on this LMU team. As Sue flies one to right field, right fielder coming over, he'll get there and make the catch. And the Cougars are retired in order here in the third. No runs, hits, or errors. We're through three complete now. 6 nothing LMU over the Cougars on your new skin BYU Sports Network. BYU Baseball is brought to you by Lube Duck. Quick oil change, emissions, and inspections. Now let's take you out to the ballpark with Brent Norton. We'll go to the fourth inning. LMU will send... Top of their order, Billy Wilson up. He's one for two today. And Wilson jumps on the first pitch, hits it out to Anderson at second base, but way in the hole by the time Anderson was able to get the ball to the first baseman, Wilson across the bag with an infield single. Tenth base hit by LMU. And that's going to bring to the plate uh, Nick Sogard. He doubled off the base of the wall. His last time up, he's two for two, and he scored two runs. First pitch, little looper, McIntyre in center, going back a couple of steps and over, makes the catch, four out number one. And Decolotti will now come up. Nico Decolotti. Struck out in the first, grounded out in the second inning. As he will step in with uh, one man out here in the top of the fourth. Quick throw to first base, and Rogers just about throws that one away. Sue, again, a little magic act out there, uh, diving over the the runner to make that catch and keep the ball, uh, the runner from moving up. Here goes the runner, throw to first, throw to second is in time for the out. So they pick uh, Wilson off. First base uh, coach not happy with that move. Thought, uh, again, a box should have been called. Two men out. Yeah, Wilson was going first movement there on Hayden Rogers. So 
he was basically just anticipating the, the leg starting and uh, guessed wrong, unfortunately, for Wilson and got picked off. Pitch to Decalotti's over for a strike. The umbrellas are out here in the ballpark as people are trying to shield themselves from that uh, rain-snow mix. And it almost looks like uh, it's lightening up as far as the sky a little bit, like they might see a little sunshine here. That's spring in Utah. You never know. Yeah. It's snow and sunshine at the same time. 0-2 to Decolati. And here's Rogers' pitch. That's up high. Cougars are the big uh, series next weekend. Of course, you got Utah coming in Tuesday, and then Gonzaga next weekend. So life doesn't get any easier. Cougars have got to kind of right the ship here. There's a ground ball out towards Sneeman. He's got got him. No, he's not able to make the throw. Came up and off, uh, probably a little slick off that ball, and Sneeman knew he really had to hustle. Yeah, I was going to actually mention, Brent, I think with the conditions here, with the snow and rain mix going on with the, the turf, as soon as that ball hits the turf, it's going to become pretty slick. So we'll see how that continues to impact uh, the defensive uh, play of both teams here and also the pitching staff as well. If that ball gets a little slick and see if they can keep their pitches in the strike zone. Jamie Smart steps in. And that ball's fouled off. You know, we were joking last night. It looked like LMU's the home team used to playing in these kind of conditions the way they played. Yeah. I mean, they haven't let it get to them. A lot of times you'll see these California teams come in and never seen snow, and and uh, they kind of fold their tent up. But I'll tell you, these guys have uh, have taken it as a challenge and played very well. Yeah, I think it's their style of play. They play small ball. They put the bunts down. They steal bases. And I, that actually kind of plays to these conditions pretty well. Here's the 0-1 pitch. That's down low. And they want to get that ball wet on the turf, and, you know, they want to take the extra base and make things happen and put some pressure on the defense. And with these conditions, it uh, creates, you know, errors and opportunities there for uh, the offensive team. One ball, one strike. And here's Rogers' pitch. Ball fouled up off the screen. And the count now one and two. Jamie Smart, uh, outstanding player. For these Lions, 73 uh, at-bats coming into today's game. Nine strikeouts, one of the team leaders. and Doesn't strike out a whole lot. Normally puts the, the ball in play. Ooh. Boy, there's a pitch that just missed down. Two and two. Here's the 2-2. Ball hit out to Anderson. Brennan gloves it, and he'll throw him out for out number three. No runs on the inning. One hit, no errors, one man left. We're through three and a half. Six-nothing. LMU over BYU on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. Go to the bottom of the fourth. Cougars, no runs, just two hits. And Daniel Sneeman will lead it off for BYU against uh, Nick Frasso. The freshman out of uh, Rancho Palos Verdes, California, doing a good job against his BYU team. And 
Sneeman fouls the first pitch off for strike one. Daniels singled his first time up into right field. LMU with uh, six runs on ten hits. Got all six of those in the first two innings. Pitch to Sneeman is over for a strike. Well, the Cougars were down 8-2 to two last uh, night before battling back and erasing that six-run deficit and tying that ball game up late. So the same kind of hill to climb here today. The 0-2 pitch to Schneeman is down low for a ball. And we've seen the velocity from Nick Frasso go down just a little bit. He's about 88-90 to 90 now. Start of the game, 91-93. Here's Frasso's 1-2 pitch. Base hit, center field. Sneeman, a big turn. Center fielder Wilson picks it up and gets it back in. So uh, Schneeman two for two in the day. And that will bring Brock Hale up. That was a great piece of hitting by Schneeman. Taking an elevated fastball, about belt high, and just stroking it back up the middle for a base hit. Schneeman's seen the ball really well. See if we can get something going here for BYU. Brock struck out his first time up. So Hale, the Cougar right fielder, will step in. First pitch, Hale rockets one deep left field, way back. This is a home run by Brock Hale over the scoreboard in left field. Hale hits his sixth of the year. And the Cougars on the board now down by just four, six to two. Yeah, Brent, we talked about... uh Frasso's velocity being down. That was an 87-mile-an-hour fastball that was elevated up, up out of the uh, over the zone. And Brock Hale uh, was no doubter. I mean, it was right down the middle, belt high. And uh, Brock hit that ball over the scoreboard, it looked like. So good job by Brock Hale being aggressive. And again, if Frasso's uh, velocity is coming down here, hopefully these Cougar hitters can make an adjustment and uh, start squaring up some balls. Nate Favero steps in. Struck out his first time up. And the first pitch, Averro hits the ball pretty well. Center fielder going back a couple of steps. Billy Wilson, he's there and makes the catch for the out. Yeah, they're definitely catching up with him. Yeah. That ball was hit hard also by Favero. And that'll bring Kringlin to the plate. Uh, Keaton flew out to right field his first time up there. Yeah, and they have to keep jumping on these first pitch fastballs if they're you know, belt high down the middle, keep being aggressive with them, and maybe you'll see Frasso start someone out with a curveball, make him throw that curveball for strikes. He's only thrown it a couple times for strikes. He's been mostly out of the zone with it. Kringlin steps in, Frasso's first pitch, curveball over for a strike. If you're BYU, you just keep making him do that, making him prove that he can continuously throw that curveball for strike. 0-1 0-1 to the Cougar DH. And the pitch to Kringlin. Two-hopper right at uh, Sogard, the second baseman. He bobbles it and comes up and throws him out. So two men are out. And that will bring Clausen up. David popped up to the catcher his first time up there. Having to change the ball every time the ball is hit, hits the turf. It reminds me of when we played in University of Washington, and it was very similar, but more rain, heavier rain. 
every time a ball was put into play, it was a new baseball. All three days, yeah. I remember. Yep. I couldn't believe we were playing. They had a, they had they a, had a grass infield and right. a turf outfield. Played right through it. Lawson foul tips that one for a strike. I think in any other can any other place we probably wouldn't have played the game, but there I think they're just used to it and they just play through it and change out the balls. Must have quite a budget for your baseball. I guess. <laughs> you know, waterlogged after we, one play. Yeah, we haven't been up there for a number of years. It'd be interesting to see. You know that I remember the press box there was made out of like tarps. Oh yeah, and it kept spilling down onto all of the equipment and our paperwork yeah. and stuff. Crazy for a. For a yeah. you know a Pac-12 school, you'd think it'd be a little more of a, well, a finished the, product. And the field was in a great location. It had the you yeah. know, the water and the out. I mean, it was yeah, just the river fantastic. behind. Right. Yeah, yeah. But I remember it was almost. Uh, it wasn't much to the stadium. It was almost bleachers. I right. think in the stands. Oh and two to Clawson. Frasso's pitch is down low. One ball and two strikes to Cougar catcher. And the battling right now. Had three hits on Tuesday night against UVU, but he's 0 for 8 here in this series. Here's the 1-2. Lawson takes the pitch inside. Two balls and two strikes. Of course, Cameron Coughlin working for the Jazz. That's got to be a pretty good gig right now this oh, year. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're uh, we're rolling right now. Hopefully I'll we can keep it I'll going. Say you're on, play, I'll say you're on a roll. We'll play Sacramento tonight. And uh, you know they're they're playing really well. They've they've come together and they're figuring things out offensively. So, Clawson fouls that one up. Didn't they just beat Golden State last night? I think they did, or the night before. I think uh, they beat no. Golden State. We we played Phoenix. Are you no, talking I mean, Sacramento? I mean, talking about Sacramento. Oh, yeah, they may have. Yeah, I actually yeah. haven't paid too much attention to them. They historically haven't been that good this year. Right. Um, so uh, hopefully the Jazz can continue to take advantage. And we need some help from some other teams to lose right around us. And we're sitting in seventh place and. Need a couple other teams to lose, and the Jazz have won around twenty straight or twenty out of the last twenty-two. Right up the middle, that's off the pitcher. Clawson hustling down to first base, and he gets there. Boy, that ball right off Frasso. Looked like it got him up on the thigh somewhere. A one hopper hit hard by Clawson. David's first hit of the series, and quickly the uh, trainer and the head coach out. Taking a look at Frasso on a day cold day like today, that, that even hurts worse. Oh, yeah. That one's going to sting for a while. It's a hard one-hopper right off uh, of Frasso. Looked like it hit him in the rear there. Yeah, right. Well, if you're going to get hit, be, uh, that's yeah, where to get that's hit. That's where you want to get hit. It'll sting for a while. <laughs> and in uh, you know, baseball terminology, they say throw some dirt on it. Unfortunately, you can't do that now. We have all turf. <laughs> oh, you have a bucket of dirt in the dugout. <laughs> we can find some dirt somewhere, maybe some uh, sod from the – and the grass and Go the, over to the softball yeah. field, grab some dirt. There's somewhere there's some dirt, but he'll have to just uh, wear that one, and he'll have a nice bruise for him in the next couple days. So something to remember uh, David Clausen by. He's 6'5", 180, so even on that part of the body, he doesn't have, doesn't a, whole have, lot of, doesn't have a whole lot of uh, right. padding. Yeah. Two men out, runner at first base. And Mitch McIntyre comes up. McIntyre takes the pitch down low for a ball. Cougars have scored two in the inning. A leadoff single by Schneeman, and then Brock Hale's sixth home run. RBI's number 14 and 15. And the Cougars on the board. They're down by four runs now as we play the bottom of the four. Still right there. A lot of baseball to play. Pitch is down low for ball two. Have to keep an eye on Frasso. Uh, Thrown two straight pitches for balls. After taking that one 
Didn't take any warm-up tosses or anything. He just said, I'm ready to go. Let's do it. I've been impressed by Cooper Ewell. You you mentioned it there for uh, Lola Marymount. He's just a cat behind the plate. Yeah. He's gobbling everything up. He moves his feet really well. He's quick. It's good to have that kind of uh, backstop. 2-0 pitch, ground ball. That's a fair one right down the line, picked up by the Jamie Smart, and the Cougars are retired here in the fourth inning. The Cougars did get two runs on two hits, no errors. One man left. We're through four complete now, 6-2 LMU over BYU on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. What's up, Cougar Nation? This is uh, Keaton Kringlin, outfielder on the BYU baseball team, and you are listening to the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Go Cougars. We'll go to the fifth inning, 6-2 LMU over the Cougars. And Nico Pacheco leads off for LMU as we go to the fifth. First pitch is over for a strike. Pacheco has singled and doubled, has two RBIs and a run scored today. The 0-1 just off the plate. One ball and one strike. Pacheco, out of uh, Fresno, California, takes a pitch outside for ball two. So two balls and one strike. Pacheco, Shear, and Ruley do up here in the inning. Ball one hopper out to Schneeman deep in the hole. Throw to first in time. One hopped it over there to uh, Brian Sue for out number one. Good play by uh, Schneeman. Yeah, good play by Schneeman sticking with that ball. It took a kind of skipped off the turf, and that's one of these adjustments these defensive players will have to make on both sides. Is a ground ball, kind of line drive ground ball. It's going to take a skip, and you have to adjust for that. And then uh, he know he knows his uh, surroundings here and his environment. He was able to make a good one hop throw, and it skipped to first base from Brian Sue for the out. Swing and a miss by Brandon Shear. And the count now 0-1. Now it's uh, no more snow, no rain right now, just a little cool. But the skies have definitely lightened up here in the last inning or so. Here in Provo, still very cool day. A swing and a miss, 0-2. Well, you got to give Hayden Rogers a lot of credit. I'll tell you, yeah. the kid got lit up here early and put a couple of goose eggs up there in the third and fourth uh, benefit of a couple of double plays that helped yeah. him out. Well, he's, ma- he's really made some good adjustments. He's throwing backwards, throwing a lot of off-speed pitches. Shearer takes that one outside for a ball. As we've talked about, he usually heavily relies on his fastball and establishing on the inner part of the plate on both sides, lefties and righties, but he not really finding the location on that pitch today. A one-two, that's down low. And the count goes to two balls and two strikes. Funny thing about the, the turf here, no dirt. When, when the ball hits the turf, it's it gets much more wet than it would on, yeah. on dirt. I mean, as a pitcher, sometimes you like a little dirt on that baseball. Pitches up high, ball three. Yeah, there's no scuff marks or anything like that that happens when it hits the dirt. 
sometimes pitchers like that, they won't change out the ball, but now every time it hits the dirt, it gets waterlogged, and, or excuse me, hits the turf, gets waterlogged, and you have to switch out the ball. Three balls and two strikes. Line drive right at Sneeman. He makes the play for out number two. Yeah, I decided at the first game that I am still going to call ball in the dirt instead yeah. of ball in the turf. Yeah. Just can't quite get used to that. No, I think ball in the dirt's accurate <laughs> and lets everyone know that's not, that's not seeing it, that it hit in the dirt area where the dirt would be. And it's painted like dirt, so you're okay, still good. Okay, good. There. I got your validation, <laughs> yeah. so that's what I need. That's what I was looking for. Two men out, and Ryan Ruley steps in. First pitch over for a strike. This LMU team was picked number five in the conference preseason by the coaches, but I'll tell you, the way they've played here, they look a lot better than that. Pitches up high. Jason Gilder, head coach, a real fiery competitor. And uh, always puts a good uh, team on the field. Uh, LMU located right down in L.A., near LAX, uh, right next to Marina Del Rey. That's a great spot. If you're familiar with that area. Beautiful campus. Uh, nice ballpark. Uh, not the greatest of infrastructures, you know. Seats yeah. probably three or 400. Big blue monster down there in left field. I think, haven't you done a game with me yeah. before down there? Yep. It's a smaller press box area. Yeah. <laughs> and it gets real humid, or, you know, damp out there. Yeah. The ball doesn't travel real well. It's, usually you don't see a lot of home run numbers from LMU. 2-2 two, two pitch up high. They, uh, It's only just a couple of miles from the coast right there by LAX, just north of LAX. And, and uh, they were fogged out. They were playing USC on Tuesday night, had a 4-1 to lead, and the fog rolled in. And it was it. They, yeah. they waited for a while, and they couldn't get the thing to – usually they said, especially in the spring, there's usually a little breeze that will blow it around. But right. they've seen the fog like that in the fall, but never in the spring. So they had to cancel that game. Unfortunate for LMU is they had a pretty good lead against the Trojans. 3-2. A little bit low for ball four. So Ruley walks, and that will bring up uh, Cooper Ewell, the catcher. That's one of the major benefits for Lola Marymount being in L.A. there. They play, as you mentioned earlier, they always have a really good non-conference schedule, and every year they all schedule each other. So they're playing midweek games against USC, against uh, Cal State Fullerton, Long Beach State, UCLA. Irvine. Irvine. I mean, there is some great – Cal State Northridge. I mean, there's just some great baseball just all within an hour. Santa Barbara, Bakersfield now a good baseball program. I mean, they're just all within within 50, 60 miles. Yeah. It's incredible how much baseball, good baseball there is down there. Two men out, runner at first base, and Ewell, the catcher, steps in, and the first pitch over for a strike. Ewell uh, had an RBI on a safety squeeze his uh, first time up in the first inning, walked in the third. So he does not have an official at bat here today. And that pitch is uh, outside. Quick throw down to first base and uh, Ruley back in safely. Hayden Rogers. The 1 1 count. Here's the pitch right up the middle off of Rogers' foot. Anderson picks it up, throws the first, throws wildly. So everybody's going to be safe. There will be runners at first and third. I think Brennan, I don't know if he had time, but but 
as I look at it now, I think he did have time if he'd made a good throw. Yeah, he came up with he barehanded it, which he probably had to do, but he didn't get himself square, didn't feel like he probably had the time, and just tried to get it over to Brian Sue as quickly as possible. Unfortunately, was kind of released it a little bit late and uh, shot it to the left of Sue for the error. E4 on Anderson, so runners at the corners. And Dylan Hirsch, who is 0 for 2, will step in. Cougars three errors now. No, now they're going to go. Oh, they're showing hit. I guess maybe they're going to go hit and air. Well, we'll figure that out here. As Hirsch steps in, first pitch out on the inside corner for a strike. Well, you're trying to battle your way back. You just can't allow any more runs by this Lion team. Hirsch only hitting 0.95 for the year. And here's the 0-1. That's just a little bit inside. One ball and one strike. Rogers now over 90 pitches on the day. As we are here in the fifth inning. They are going to go hit an error. McIntyre in center going over. He's there, and he'll make the catch for the third out. So the Cougars dodge a bullet there. No runs, one hit, one error, two runners left. We are through four and a half. 6-2 LMU over BYU on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. Jared Perns will lead it off for BYU. We are in the bottom of the fifth here. And Provo, LMU against uh, BYU. Cougars uh, trying to scratch out one win of this three-game series. As LMU won the first two games 7-4, to four, and then last night the marathon 9-8 to eight in 12 innings. Perns uh, flew out to left field his only time up. As the skies have cleared a little bit and uh, still cool, but at least no moisture now in the ballpark. Perns, a junior out of Henderson, Nevada, will come to the plate for BYU against uh, Nick Frasso. First pitch to Perns is over for a call, strike one. LMU six runs, 11 hits. Cougars two runs on five hits. Cougars have committed three errors in the ballgame. Burns uh, five hits in the series. He's five for ten. Raised his average up to 387 as he entered the ball game today. There's an opportunity. A young man, uh, you know, gets a start and starts swinging the bat. and He's been in the lineup ever since. One-one pitch, a little bit low for ball two. Yeah, Coach Littlewood's going to ride who's hot right now. He's looking for... Some guys that can get on base to the bottom of the lineup, make some things happen, and uh, set the table for his his uh, middle of the lineup. There's the two one. That's over for a strike two and two. Yeah, we've seen Frasso's velocity just drop almost each inning. He's down at 86 right now. Well, hopefully, the Cougars can capitalize on his velocity falling. 
think back in the first, he hit 93 once. 2-2 pitch. Burns pops it foul out of play. Jarrett Perns wearing number five on the back of that BYU jersey. He uh, played at Southern Nevada last year along with uh, Jake's, uh, not Jake Sedworth, but uh, there's a base hit in the left field. So Perns with his first hit of the ball game, and that will bring to the plate uh, Brennan Anderson. Yeah, it was a great piece of hitting by Jarrett Perns. It was a curveball that was kind of hanging out over the plate, and he stayed back, kept his hands back, was able to stroke to the left field for a line drive base hit. It's a nice shot by Perns and getting something going here with no outs in the uh, bottom of the fifth. Yeah, he played with Inouye down at College of Southern Nevada, who might be the first guy we see out of the pen today. And Anderson steps in. Jer- uh, Brennan takes the first pitch over for a call strike. Brennan Anderson 0 for 2, both strikeouts. As Frasso with uh, four, wa- uh, four strikeouts, no walks. He's thrown four innings, given up six hits, two runs. Entered the inning with just uh, 52 pitches. Anderson takes another fastball over for a strike. Brennan stepped up last night. Cougars down by one. Bottom of the ninth, he led the inning off with a home run to tie it. Cougars had a couple of opportunities in extra innings, but couldn't uh, push across to run. And LMU scored a run without getting a hit in the 12th. A couple of pass balls really hurt the Cougars. A strikeout that the catcher couldn't corral. The runner moves, KS moves up to first base and sacrificed over, and then two pass balls, and, and uh, that's the winning run. Tough way to lose a ball game, especially yeah. after you've come back, you know, from six Absolutely. runs down. Well, especially to tie it with a home run in the bottom of the ninth, it's you want to try to come out on top after battling back. One, two, that's outside. Two balls and two strikes to count. I know that's something that frustrates Coach Littlewood to no end is just not taking care of the baseball. He, he is so uh, on top of that of philosophy and making sure that guys take care of the baseball. Two balls and two strikes. Yeah, the way the game ended, too, in the bottom of the 12th was weird. That pitch is down low. Cougars uh, brought in a pinch runner, Paxton Larson. He was at uh, first base. There was a looper hit over the third baseman's head. He couldn't feel that the ball bounced way up in the air. Larson rounding third, tripped on the bag, or he would have tied the ball game up. Wow. He had to come back to third base, and that then the next guy up... Uh, the inning was ended, ended, and that was the ball game. Anderson flies out to right for out number one. That just almost seems like it wasn't meant to be. Yeah, it was a weird, <laughs> weird night of baseball, weird day and night of baseball. We were here for like eight hours making up that suspended game. And Brian Sue steps in with a runner at first base. Yeah, Larson, you know, might have been a little slick out there, whatever. He, he would have scored. And he just tripped over the bag, went flat down, and was able to scamper back into third base. But uh, just a weird ending to that ball game. As Frasso's 
First pitch to Sue is down low, ball one. Brian Sue earned number 13. He's one for two today. Sue now hitting 407 on the year as he steps in. He and uh, Perns both uh, one and two in uh, batting average on this team. See if Brian can let something get deep again here like he did in his first at bat and put it through the hole between first and second. Get the run over to third base. Burns with good speed at first. Sue also runs well at the plate. and counts uh, now 2-0 and as the pitch was outside. Well, LMU was founded in 1911. They've got 6,126 in enrollment. Beautiful little uh, campus. USF, who beat Pacific last night to 9-2, ahead 4-0 today. That being played in San Francisco. That ball's hammered into center. Wilson comes in, makes the play, throws behind the runner. Ball hit well by Sue, but uh, Wilson able to run it down, four out number two. Yeah, that's unfortunate for Brian Sue. It's a great, great swing. Lined it to center field, and it just hung up long enough for uh, the center fielder, Billy Wilson, to to snag it for uh, the second out. But that's exactly the approach that you want Cougar hitters here, just driving it up the middle, hitting the ball hard, taking a ball that's elevated and squaring it up. Daniel Sneeman comes up. He's uh, two for two on the day. Sneeman uh, got the single before the home run by Hale. Those are the two runs the Cougars have scored. And the first pitch to Sneeman is uh, on the inside corner for call strike one. Neiman, the uh, junior out of Chula Vista, California, one of the top-rated prospects, draft prospects in the West Coast Conference this year. Pitch from Frazzles inside for ball. Uh, this kid, dynamic defensive player. He was the defensive player of the year last year in the conference and he just continues to make plays out there. And also last year... Uh, Swung the bat very well also for BYU as he hit uh, 317, had two home runs and 38 RBIs. There's a ball hit into left center field. Perns around second base. He'll go to third, so the Cougars will have runners at the corners for Hale, who will be coming up. Schneeman now three for three in the game. Yeah, it's Schneeman not trying to do too much, staying in the middle of the field where there's a lot of space. Got the ball off his hands just a little bit, was able to fight over the shortstop's head for a single, and... Uh, Pern showing off his great speed going first to third. So the Cougars have something going with two outs. Visit well, for, for the pitching coach. Yeah, pitching coach out. Nobody in the bullpen. So uh, a little surprising here Yeah. in the fifth. I'm, I'm, you know, they're I'm sure they'd like to get him through the fifth yeah. so he could be the pitcher of record potentially. But Especially seeing his velocity drop a yeah. lot to me is saying he's getting tired. He's missing his spots. Now they're starting to send some guys down. But you would have thought up to this point that maybe they start getting some guys hot or at least have some guys down there. Um, so the, I think they were just expecting uh, Nick Frazzo just to kind of roll along, but his velocity has dropped each inning, and the Cougar hitters have been taking advantage of him the last two innings. Well, Loyola last night uh, threw six guys out there. BYU also threw six in that 12-inning contest. 
So the Cougars yesterday used 10 different pitchers in that suspend, completion of that suspended game. And uh, LMU used eight. So to bounce back like that, that's about three-quarters of your staff that all threw right. in one day. Yep. So that's why you're seeing these both these starters really extended. As Hale steps in, long home run last uh, time up for Brock, his sixth of the year. And Frasso's first pitch to Hale is outside ball one. Well, the tough thing is for Lola Marymount is you have a true freshman throwing right here. If it was a junior or a senior, someone that you know how he would battle in these kind of scenarios, you kind of know what, how much longer you can leave him out there. But I, don't, I think he's a little untested here, so they're trying to see what he can do with uh, when he's getting a little tired. 1-0 pitch, that's down low, ball two. Favero is on deck for BYU. Boy, big hit right here, and Cougars can climb their way right back into this thing. As we play the bottom of the fifth inning, Cougars with a four-run deficit. And Brock Hill with uh, already six home runs this year steps back in. Pitch to Hill. That just caught the outside corner. Two and one. Brock leads the Cougars in uh, home runs and RBIs now as he is uh, Sneeman with uh, 14. Hale now with 15 on the year. And Favero right behind those two with 12. Your number three, four, and five hitters in the lineup. That's what they're supposed to do. 2-1 pitch to Hale. Oh, that looked outside. It's called a strike. Balls off the plate. He's yeah. act, the umpire has actually been extending his zone a little bit both ways, but he's been extending the zone outside to right-handed hitters just off the plate there. Two balls, two strikes, two outs, two on. And Hill steps back in. He's set. And here is no, Frosso makes a move to third and then looks at first. No throw made. Still waiting for college to adjust that rule like they did in major leagues where they got rid of the first to third, or third to first move because it's completely deceiving. I, I just think it's a rule that they need to change. Two and two the count. As Hale steps back in. Here's the pitch. Ball hit up the middle. Decolati dives, is unable to get there. One run scores. Here comes Sneeman. I thought they might try to score him. Wilson got there, brought it in. So a base hit by Hale, his third RBI of the day. Cougars score. Perns from third base. Sneeman motors to around to third base. Runners at the corners for Favero now. Yeah, good approach by Brock Hale. He didn't get all of that ball. Coming off his home run, last at bat. Um, kept his approach up the middle. Was able to get it past the shortstop uh, Decolati for LMU and get an RBI and a base hit. Cougars are climbing their way back. They're clawing back 6-3 to three with two outs and runs on first and third with Nate Favero. Shortstop Decolati calling timeout. As, uh, he, boy, he just did a full-on dive there. Might have lost his air a little bit as he calls timeout. Appears to be okay. Yeah, that, that turf, if you if you catch it wrong, it is it does hit you pretty hard. Kind of grabs yeah, you, right? Yeah, it does, yeah. We played in the uh, alumni game, and I was diving back to first and getting picked off from right field because I 
not as fast as I used to be, but uh, it actually I knocked the wind out of me a little bit diving back. So I you didn't want to, you didn't tell anybody though. No, did you? I, oh, I no, didn't, you can't no. you can't tell your teammates that you'd never hit the end of it. Didn't tell anyone about that. one. <laughs> Favero steps in, runners at the corners. Cougars have put one on the board, and the first pitch to Nate is outside ball one. Favero struck out in the first, flew out in the fourth. Six to three now the score. Cougars battling back, much like we saw last night here in Provo. And here is the pitch to Nate Favero. That's outside for ball two. Nick Frasso now up to 67 pitches, which still isn't a huge amount in the sixth inning, but he right. is laboring and he is losing, as you'd mentioned, a lot of velocity. LMU with a left hander beginning to throw in the pin. Here's the pitch to Favero. That's way inside ball three. Sean Paquette is throwing. We saw him yesterday. He is a redshirt freshman out of Fullerton. And he threw well against this uh, BYU team. Threw two innings, only gave up one hit and one walk. So three balls, no strikes. What do you think here? Give him the green light or have him take a pitch? I'd have him take a pitch. So the lefty Favero, as the Cougars have added one more here in the fifth so far. And here's Frasso's pitch, and that's over for a strike. The reason I have him take a pitch is he's going to have to throw the same exact pitch, 3-1 here. So, and Nate, I mean, if Nate were two for two with two line drives in the outfield, maybe you'd do it, but. So Favero steps back in, three balls and a strike. And here's Frasso's pitch, and that ball's hammered foul down the first base side. That goes full, three and two. Cougars with uh, Schneeman at third base. Hale at first, so Hale will be moving on the pitch here with two men out. Jamie Smart, first baseman, playing back behind Hale, so he'll get a huge jump. Any ball hit in the gap would probably score Hale, who's got very good speed. Three and two. Here's Frasso from the stretch. That pitch is, they said he did go around on the swing. And Favero goes down on strikes on a pitch way out of the zone. Cougars with one run on three hits. No errors. Two runners left on. We're through five complete. Now 6-3 LMU over BYU on your new skin BYU Sports Network. BYU Baseball is brought to you by Lube Duck. Quick oil change, emissions, and inspections. Now let's take you out to the ballpark with Brent Norton. Billy Wilson will step in, top of the order for LMU as we go to the sixth. Wilson two for three today. And there's a bunt foul down the first baseline, just trying to drag that bunt down the line. Wilson singled and scored in the first, singled in the fourth. Billy Wilson, as he steps in, hitting at 270 on the year with a home run and 13 RBIs. He's been pretty much a, a four-year starter for this Lion team. That ball right off the end of the bat. That ball, boy, last night, Cameron, you didn't – I don't know if you saw us describe I, it. I heard you. Noah Hill, it was out in the grass portion down the first baseline, and it spun all the way fair. 
Wow. And you could see that one was yeah. tr- was trying to move its way. You see Nate Favero was hustling yeah. in to make sure he kept it foul. You'd think on this turf it wouldn't, you know, it would prevent yeah. that from happening, but I've well, never it, seen it a ball come that, any farther. It catches those rubber pellets and gets more traction and starts coming back. One ball, two strikes to Wilson. Swinging, strike three, goes down on strikes. One man out. Credit to Hayden Rogers. I mean, you were talking about it, Brent, during the break, but he's battled back here. He's thrown about 70 pitches here, struggled to start the game, and has really settled down here and found his groove. He's finding his fastball location, but he's also throwing his changeup and his curveball for strikes. Pitch is over for a strike to Nick Sogard. Sogard also two for three. Pitch is over for call strike two. LMU jumped on the Cougars. Five runs, six hits in the first. Came back with a run in the second. Then Rogers has shut him down for the last uh, three and a third. Cougars have come back with three of their own on eight base hits. But much like we saw yesterday. As we play the bottom or the uh, top of the sixth inning here in Provo. Here's the one, two. It's just missed inside. Boy, he's not giving him much of that uh, inside corner. I think Larson, the uh, home plate umpire, a little fooled with that pitch. Here's the two, two. Down low, ball three. It's always interesting to see where the home plate umpire sets up. He's actually setting up on the inner half of the plate for right-handed hitters. So he can see that pitch a lot better, so he's maybe not be giving it quite as much as the outside pitch. 3-2 pitch inside, ball four. So Sogard with a walk, a one-out walk, and Nico Decolati will come to the plate. Decolati is uh, he struck out in the first, grounded out in the second, and is on by way of an error in the fourth inning. As Nico Decolati steps to the plate, here's the pitch from Hayden Rogers, and that is outside for a ball. Cougars have a right hander throwing. I believe that's uh, can't tell for sure. In a way, it was up early. Here's the 1-0 pitch. Swing and a miss. Good off-speed pitch there by Rodgers. Had uh, Decolati way out in front of that one. It's probably the best I've seen Rodgers throw his changeup. He's had some really good arm action on it. He's thrown it a lot um, today. And it's been, he's had, it's had some really good action on it. I've been really impressed by it. Cougars were in the royal blue here on Saturday. That's the tradition here. Coach Littlewood is set up. Pitches outside for ball two. Aiden's been that number three-day starter for the last uh, three years yep. for BYU. And actually, I mean, this is why. This is what we were talking about with Frazzo. We haven't really seen as a freshman how he battles out of scenarios. We've seen Hayden Rogers battle out of these kind of scenarios and, and uh, put together a good game when maybe he started slowly. Throw to first and back in safely is the base runner. Sogard. 
1,110 in attendance. Brave souls here in the ballpark today on a cold, wintry day, although the, the snow and rain have stopped. And the pitch is fouled up and out of play. Lights have been on the entire afternoon here in Provo. Yeah, these are the diehard Cougar baseball fans that are here today. It's about 40 degrees. Odecolati with a 2-2 count. Odecolati was their closer last year. That's the kind of athlete this kid is. And played a lot of outfield his freshman year. And this year has been a fixture at that shortstop position. Pitches up high for ball three. Jamie Smart on deck. Smart has a couple of hits today. So Rogers will toe the rubber, and here is the 3-2 pitch to Decolati. Ball hit out towards Seaman. Could be two on the second for one. The return to first. Safe at first base. Anderson just couldn't quite get enough on that throw. Ball was hit hard. They did get the uh, lead runner. So two men are out, and Smart coming up. Yeah, it was actually a really good play by Anderson because the throw from Schneeman just took him off the bag just a little bit. And he had to come across and make a sidearm throw, kind of acrobatic throw there to uh, try to get Decolati, and he almost got him. So really good play there by uh, Anderson trying to turn two at second. Two men out, and Jamie Smart, single in the first, single in the third, grounded out in the fourth. And here is Hayden Rogers with uh, two men down. Throw to first base, and... Uh, Back in safely is a Decolati. He leads them in stolen bases also, Decolati. He was thrown out last night attempting to steal. He's a six for nine in stolen bases. This year for the Lions, pitches up high for a ball. Blake Inouye, Rip Parkinson, the right-hander and the left-hander down throwing for BYU. Big, nice uh, bullpen facility here now for BYU. They've added one mound. That mound is dirt. The other two are the turf that they find here at uh, Larry Miller Field. Pitch is over for a strike. And you've had a chance to go down to that Bunning Station. What do you yeah. think? Oh, I think it's amazing. Uh, I just think the entire all the facilities, we talked about it last Saturday, but these are elite facilities um, with the turf and with the Bunning Station and the bullpens and the cages, the cages underground. I mean, it's just fantastic facilities, top, you know, top in the nation, I would say. 1-1 one, one pitch. That's outside for ball two. Ironically, the Cougars don't bunt a lot uh, historically. <laughs> you know, uh, Coach Littlewood's real aggressive. He likes to let his guys hit. But, uh, you know, they do have the station. They can work on it. and um, That way you don't take up space on the main field. With You can do some other drills while guys are bunting. 2-1 pitch. That's just off the plate for ball three. On deck is Pacheco. He's been swinging the bat very well for the Lions. He is the DH. He's uh, also got two hits today and a pair of RBIs. And the 3-1 pitch to Jamie Smart is fouled off. So three balls and a strike. 
to the Lions, Jamie Smart. Smart as he steps in, hitting 329, has raised his average uh, about 15 points today. Little looper, be a tough play. Nobody's going to get there. Perns unable to make the play, and Favero going out, unable to get back to third base, so runners at the corners. Boy, just a little blooper off the bat of Smart. Runners at the corners for Pacheco. Yeah, and real heads-up base running by Decalotti, who was at first base with two outs. He's just going, and uh, with that high bounce, and, and as you said, Favero going out to third, there was no one to cover. I don't know that he would have had him anyway, even if he was covering third, but uh, good heads-up base running by Decalotti, and LMU has something going here, first and third. That's going to be it for Hayden Rogers. So Rogers uh, went five plus. We'll be back with a new pitcher for the Cougars. We'll take a two-minute break. Be back with more BYU baseball action on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. We'll take a 10-second break for station identification. Pinch hitter for Loyola is number 12, Trevin Escvera. He was a DH in the first uh, two games and really struggled. Did not, doesn't have a hit in the series yet. He will face Blake Inouye. Inouye threw one inning so far in the series. Has struggled as uh, he gave up three hits and three runs in the inning. Work first pitch over for a call strike. Escvera is a uh, freshman. Or check that a sophomore out of a San Diego, 6'1", 215-pound, batting from the left side. Fastball just missed off the plate, one and one. In a way, through an inning, gave up three hits, three runs. Had two walks also through 20 pitches. So Blake uh, trying to come out with a little better outing here today. There's a ball hit up the middle. Anderson gloves it, throws the first, in time for the out. What a great play by Brennan Anderson. Saved a run. Dove knocked the ball down, still got up to his knees and made a good throw to first base. Anderson, tremendous play. That'll do it here in the sixth inning for the Lions. For the Lions, no runs, one hit, no errors, and two runners left. We are through six. Five and a half, six three. Lions leading the Cougars on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. Cougars, Keaton Kringlin will lead it off. Nick Frasso's still out there. He's dodged a couple of bullets the last couple innings. He's given up three runs in the last two, but it could have been a lot more. The Cougars have had a clutch hit or two. First pitch to Kringlin is up high, ball one. Brent, Keaton Kringlin is a guy that really needs to get going for the Cougars here. Make something happen. He's a guy with energy. He's a rally starter. When he gets going, everyone else goes as well. Here's the 1-0 pitch. That's down low for a ball. Kringlin, you know, average not bad, around 300 for the year. But the thing that's alarming, only five RBIs through the first 17 games. That's just not Keaton. Last year, just an RBI machine. And he's been battling that uh, that hamstring a little bit, which will, will slow you down. That pitch is over for a strike, two and one. Kringlin, an all-conference performer last year, uh, hit 318, had 55 RBIs, five home runs. And here's the 2-1. Kringlin fouls that one off. Two and two the count. 
6-3 LMU leading the Cougars as we play the bottom of the sixth inning here in Provo. Nick Frasso, the freshman right-hander, has gone the distance. And Kringlin hits this ball pretty well. Center fielder Wilson going back a few steps. He's there and will make the catch. Cold day like today. Normally jumps pretty well here in the daytime, but as cool as it is, it's yeah. ball's just not jumping at all. Yeah, and it looked like Keaton didn't quite get the extension on that ball that he probably would have wanted. Uh, he squared it up decently, but uh, just didn't get his hands out and the bat head out as much as he wanted. Credit to Nick Frasso. I mean, he's battling through here. His, his velocity's dropped like we've talked about, but he's still out here in the bottom of the sixth inning with a 6-3 lead. Lawson steps in. He singled his last time up. First pitch is uh, up a little bit high. Ball one. He singled off a Frasso. One hopped right into the pitcher and beat it out. David Clawson. The 1-0 pitch. Clawson, little looper, center field. That ball is going to drop in front of the center fielder, Wilson. And David with back-to-back hits. And that will bring up uh, Mitch McIntyre. McIntyre is lined out to the shortstop and also grounded out to the first baseman unassisted. So McIntyre will step in. The left-handed hitter. As he comes to the plate, he's hitting 260. Pitch inside for ball one. McIntyre coming out of fall baseball wasn't really even on the depth chart, but uh, boy, made his move in the spring and and uh, has tremendous speed. Plays a great uh, center field. Coach uh, Littlewood just loves the way he uh, fights and. There's a ground ball out toward the second baseman. And no one's going to get there as the McIntyre, with that speed, the pitcher a little slow getting off the mound. Smart went over to try to make the play. And once it got past him, it was it was yeah. an infield single all the way. And that's where you see the the uh, freshman, Nick Frasso, that's where you see his inexperience come into play. As soon as that ball is hit, he has to be getting over. They practice that all the time. It's called pitcher's fielding practice, PFPs. And you can see in, in the replay that we can see here, he didn't get over until the ball was pretty much in the second baseman's glove. So because of that, it was uh, uh, McIntyre was able to beat it out without a throw and a single for McIntyre to keep something going. So some little things like that, those things start to add up. And fortunately here, the Cougars have something going with one out and runners on first and second. First and second, one man out. Jarrett Perns, who's one for two, comes to the plate. Clawson at second, McIntyre at first. And the first pitch to Perns is over for a call, strike one. Jarrett Perns currently hitting 394 on the year. As he got an opportunity a couple of weeks ago and has just uh, been a fixture in that lineup. As Frasso from the stretch, here's the pitch. Ball looped to left field. Should be an easy play. Left fielder coming in a few steps. He's there and will make the play for out number two. And that will uh, bring up the top of the order, Brennan Anderson. Brennan 0 for 3 with a pair of strikeouts. 
Brendan, a sterling defensive player in the top half this inning, saved the Cougars a run. I think LMU is going to try to let Frasso finish this inning. We'll see if uh, Brendan Anderson can make him pay. I know he's probably chomping at the bit after striking out a couple times. Anderson steps in. Homered last night. He's got two hits and 12 at-bats in this series against LMU. And the first pitch to Anderson is way outside for ball one. That's amazing, Yule back there. I mean, even on a pitch like that that's two feet outside, he was able to move his feet and get his body in front of that where most catchers would try to backhand that ball. Right. I mean, just his footwork back there is really impressive. He gets squared on almost every pitch. 1-0 1-0 the count. And here is the pitch. That's over for a strike, 1-1. One one. Cooper Ewell came in uh, last year as a freshman and struggled offensively but has always been just a, a great defender behind the plate. Boy, and that means so much to a, to yeah. a team as the Cougars well, and, have, have seen and, you know, you see yeah. every day. And you'll take that if you have a catcher that can save you runs defensively. You don't need as much from him offensively. One ball, one strike to Anderson. That's up high, ball two. 84 pitches now by uh, Frasso. LMU with... Uh, the lefty still throwing down in the pen. As Frasso again from, he's got the sign. Here's a 2-1 pitch. Anderson fouls it off. Two balls and two strikes. We are in the bottom of the six. 2-2 the score, or uh, 6-3 the score. 2-2 the count. And the Cougars have got a pair of runners on base. Really good speed at first base in uh, McIntyre. If uh, Brennan was able to hit the ball down the line or in a gap somewhere. 2-2 pitch way outside, ball three. Both Cougar base runners really trying to get good secondary leads out there. Especially with how fast the ball travels on this turf. We talked about it last week. Those hits to the outfield. You really want to make sure you have a good secondary because you're not going to have as much time to score because of how ball quickly the ball gets to the outfielders. Three and two. Runners will be moving. Here's the pitch to Brennan, and that's down low ball four. Bases loaded for Brian Sue. Jason Gill out of the uh, dugout, and we are going to see the left-hander brought in. We'll take a two-minute break. Be back with more Cougar baseball action on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. We're back. Bases loaded. Brian Sue is the batter for BYU. And Sean Paquette is the pitcher. He went two innings, gave up one hit. Phase six batters had one strikeout. 
yesterday against his BYU team. So Paquette into the ball game. He threw 33 pitches in those two innings. And Sue will step in with bases loaded. Cougars down by three here in the bottom of the sixth inning. Cougars with three runs. They banged out ten base hits. Brian Sue one for three today. Had a single his first time up, and Sue swings and misses for strike one. Paquette, a redshirt freshman, 6'2", 210 out of Fullerton. And he was impressive last night. Sue pops it up. Second baseman going back. Sogard, he's there, makes the catch for the out. So the Cougars leave three guys on base here in the inning. No runs, two hits, no errors. Three runners left. We are through six complete, 6-3. LMU over BYU on your new skin BYU Sports Network. Hey, BYU baseball fans, you are listening to BYU Baseball on the new skin BYU Sports Network. Here's Brent Norton. Go Cougs. We'll go to the seventh, Brandon Shearer, the first hitter against Blake Inouye in the first pitches. Down low, ball 1-1. One, one. Defensive replacement, uh, Casey Jacobson, has come in at third base for the Cougars to take over for Favero. Pitch uh, from Inouye is over for a strike. One ball and one strike. Sheer, Ruley, and uh, Cooper Ewell. Three scheduled hitters for LMU in the inning. There's a ground ball right at Sue. He'll gobble it up, step on the bag for the out. One man down, and Ryan Ruley will step in. Cougars have left eight men on base through the first six innings. Had a real opportunity right there with bases loaded. And just have not been able to come up with a big hit so far in the series, really. Yeah. Other than Anderson's home run to tie it in the ninth. But the big hit to to take a lead or, you know, to put him over the top. And as we talked last night's game, the 17 hits and uh, not coming up with a victory, usually that's equaling a lot of runs, so. Pitch is over and a little bit low for a ball. You know, Coach uh, Littlewood was talking before the game, seven walks, three hit batters last night, plus all those four or five pass balls. He said, I'm, he says he was sure some of them were called wild pitches, but he said they should be caught. They should be knocked down. Yeah. And, uh, boy, you give a team like LMU that knows how to play the game and execute so well, that many bases, right. extra bases, it's tough to win. Absolutely. One and two the count. Swing and a miss. And Riley goes down on strikes. So anyway, he's come in and done a nice job in, in his first inning pitched with one strikeout. Well, this is what you need from the Cougar bullpen is someone to come in like Inouye. He's working pretty quick. He's uh, getting outs here and getting the Cougar offense back in to try to make this a game. First pitch over for a strike. Cooper Yule is 0 for 2 with a walk. Yule's steps back in and the pitch from Inouye a little bit low. Well, LMU did all their damage basically in the 
most of it in the first inning with five runs and scored scratched one off a run in the second. There's a ground ball foul down the third baseline. Casey Jacobs and the new third baseman uh, gave it a look, but it was a couple of feet foul. Again, uh, beginning to snow very lightly here. Uh, Larry Miller field, the ball and two strikes. Inaway's pitch down low for ball two. Two balls, two strikes, two outs. LMU's won the first two games of this uh, series. There's a hit out to Schneeman. He kind of smothers that ball and comes up and makes a good throw for the at LMU retired in order. We're through six and a half, six three, LMU over the Cougars on your New Skin BYU Sports Network. We'll go to the bottom of the seventh. Cougars down 6-3. Cougars will send 3-4-5 to the plate. Daniel Sneeman will lead it off. Daniel, great game besides playing the always great defense. He's 3-for-3 three three at the plate. All singles. He has scored one of the Cougars' three runs. Sneeman hitting at 3-0-1. First time he's been over that 300 mark since early in the year. And the first pitch is up high, ball one. He's a perfect guy to start off the inning here. Seeing the ball real well. Here's Paquette's 1-0 pitch. Sneeman a swing and a miss. Paquette on the year, no wins, a loss, 5.40 earned run average. This is his 10th appearance. Leads the staff in appearances. And here's the 1-1. Sneeman fouls it off. Boy, Cougars bases loaded in the last inning. Unable to come up with a big base hit. As Sue popped up to the second baseman. They've left eight men on base through the first six innings. They've been at the plate. Sneeman foul tips it back into the catcher's glove for out number one. Uh, I don't know if Daniel was looking for a different pitch there, but kind of check swung, foul tip that ball into the glove. That'll bring Brock Hill to the plate. Hill two for three. He's homered and singled in the game. Has a couple of RBIs. And Paquette's first pitch is fouled straight back. This kid threw 33 pitches yesterday. He's a, he's a redshirt freshman, but they've got him out there again today. Kiefer Meehan, another reliever that we saw yesterday. Another freshman is uh, throwing out in the LMU bullpen. That pitch is outside. One ball, one strike. Here's the 1-1. 
It's outside, ball two. You just kind of keep waiting for this uh, offense to erupt. I mean, you yeah. look at the you look at the veteran leadership on this team and the the kids that are on this team that have done it, you know, year in year out over the last couple of years. As Hale fouls that pitch off. Yeah, and I think too, you know, Coach Littlewood's still trying to find the right mix of guys in his lineup. So you're seeing some lineup changes, guys moving up and down. Sometimes that takes a little while for guys to find that gel and that chemistry within the lineup and find their comfort hitting first or hitting ninth or seventh or whatever the case is. Um, sometimes it takes a few games to happen. So hopefully uh, things can fall into place here shortly. 2-2 two, two pitch. That pitch gets away. Back over near the Cougar dugout. And the count uh, goes full to Brock Hale. Three balls and two strikes. Hale has six hits in uh, 12 at-bats in the series. Currently hitting 343. 3-2 pitch to Hale is fouled off. One thing about Hale is he'll he'll make you battle out there. He'll foul a lot of pitches off and for a kid that uh, has a big swing, you know, hitting third, fourth, somewhere in that order. He's only got nine strikeouts, so yeah. uh, usually makes contact, runs well. That pitch is way high and outside, so hell with a one-out walk. And that will bring uh, Casey Jacobson to the plate. Jacobson into the ball game for the Cougars. Casey... Tremendous defensive player at third base. Also swings a good bat, just hasn't had a whole lot of opportunity with Favero there in front of him. Yeah, this, I mean, maybe this is his opportunity to get in a bat in a big situation and come through. Favero, a couple of strikeouts in the ballgame along with the flyout, but his strikeouts were on pitches up and out of the zone. In fact, uh, he had a 3-1 count in his last, and both pitches he swung at were balls. That pitch is over for a strike. So Coach Littlewood giving uh, Jacobson an opportunity here in the uh, bottom of the seventh. No balls and a strike. And here's the 0-1 to Jacobson. Popped up, foul. That ball will be out of play down the uh, first base side. And Jacobson behind in the count, 0-2. Game time weather was 39 degrees and cloudy. We've seen a little bit of everything. A little oh, rain, a yeah. little snow. A little mix of everything. A little mix of that. Just haven't seen the sun yet. Fortunately, not much wind today. That's, right. that's been the saving grace. 0-2 the count to Jacobson. Fouls another one off down near the bullpen area of LMU. Casey uh, wearing number 16 for the Cougars, a 6'1", 200-pounder out of uh, Flower Mound, Texas. He, along with his brother McKay Jacobson and Noah Hill, all Flower Mound products. 
Here's the 0-2. That pitch is well outside for a ball. Paquette, mid-80 fastball, and through that curveball right there, came in at 71. A ball and two strikes. Jacobson fouls another one off back into the screen. Casey Jacobson on the year is hitting 294. He's had 17 at-bats. Five hits, one extra base hit. That was a double. Does have an RBI. Six total bases. And he has struck out four times. Here's the one-two. Again, a ball fouled off the screen. Casey doing a good job battling up there. Some of those pitches I think he'd want back. They look like they're elevated fastballs that he generally can handle. Hopefully he can make square one of these up here and Put it right back up the middle. Again, a ball and two strikes. Paquette's pitch. Jacobson swings and misses, and he is out runner at first base. So Jacobson goes down on strikes for out number two, and that will bring uh, Kringlin to the plate. That was a good pitch by Paquette there. It was a kind of a curve, a hard curve or slider. Threw it down in the dirt and made Jacobson go chasing after it. Kringlin 0 for 3. He's flown out twice and also grounded out in the ball game. Two men out here in the bottom of the seventh. As Kringlin will step up, batting from the right side. And the pitch is up a little bit high, ball one. Clausen's on deck for BYU. Clausen is uh, last two times up. We've singled. Here's Parquet's pitch. That's a little bit low for ball two. Well, Utah coming to town Tuesday. Be nice to welcome the Utes. In the last I'd seen, they had won one game. I think they're one and fifteen, one and sixteen. Off to a really tough start there. Head coach Kennerberg was suspended for, I think, the first 15 games of the year. And uh, so a struggle for the Utes this year, but they'll come in and, hey, you never know when yeah, those two teams get always, together. always a tough game in every sport, you know, BYU and Utah. doesn't matter rankings or records. It's generally always a close one. Although I will say that the Cougars have really dominated the Utes in baseball throughout yeah. the history. of. They've won about twice as many as the Utes have, so it's a – that really is amazing when you think yeah. of that um, against any team, really, right. that you could win twice as many. I mean, both Division One baseball, both good baseball programs, and the Cougars have really dominated that series. Utah playing at USC today, a 0-0, that game in the top of the second. Now Jason Gill out of the dugout as Paquette has thrown three straight balls to Keaton Kringlin Gill. I guess he could walk slower, but I'm not sure how, how he could walk he could. any slower. <laughs> he is walking as slow as humanly possible. I'm not sure if he's given his reliever a little more time to warm up or what, or maybe he's just cold. He's not used to yeah, this. Maybe his joints are tightening up a little bit, his knees, you know, standing for a long time in the dugout. Well, he's got enough layers on. He looks like he's put on about 50 pounds today. 
USF uh, leading uh, Pacific 6-1, that game in the sixth. All the other games will be played uh, this evening in the conference. Gill, a long talk to Paquette. Larry Larson, home plate umpire, finally had to go out and break up that little conference. He's walking a little faster yep. back to the dugout because he had some momentum coming off the mound. Oh, yeah, and he got a little more. <laughs> he, he got warmed up a little bit. Right, right. Look, Gill's telling the bullpen, "What do you? What's going on down there? Get it rolling." He's waiting for somebody to give him a sign about what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> that was the slowest walk I've seen out there. I think three balls, no strikes to Kringlin. We have the runner at first base, and the pitch in the dirt. Gets away, and uh, Cougars will have runners at first and second. So BYU again in the situation where they've got guys on base. And David Clausen coming up. Clausen hitting against the left-hander Paquette. And after four straight balls, David might want to be a little selective here. Wait for a pitch he can really drive. Paquette seems to be uh, not nearly as sharp as we saw him last night. Yeah, he's been a little all over the place. His fastball's been down, up, elevated. Uh, he's thrown his curveball as a swing and miss pitch pretty well, but other than that, we haven't seen him fare too well. Let's see if Clawson can take advantage of the lefty-on-lefty matchup. Clawson two for three in the game. As he steps in, first pitch is over for a call strike. Came back with a fastball at 88. Well, the Cougars with uh, Brock Hill at second, good speed. Kringlin really battling that hamstring injury, so he's about, I would say, about half speed right now. And the pitch to Clausen, curveball high and tight, four ball one. On deck is McIntyre, Holden Christian, and Kiefer Meehan, both guys we saw yesterday. Both freshmen are warming up, one a left-hander, one a right-hander. And here's the pitch to Clawson. That ball down low in the dirt. And the count of ball and a strike. Boy, I'll tell you, when yeah. that ball goes down the dirt, Yule, yep. if he, he knocks it down, his feet are moving, He is he's just like cat-like reflexes yeah. behind that plate. When the ball was about you know a foot or two in front of the plate after he knocked it down, and he was up with his hand on the ball, in a matter of seconds. I mean, he's, he is quick back there. Two balls and a strike. Here's the pitch. Wild one. That goes all the way to the screen. And the runner in safely. Boy, that ball came back to the catcher. Made it a very close play at third base. And the count now 3-1 and one on Clawson. Yeah, there was nothing that uh, Cooper Yule could oh. do on that one. He didn't even have time to move his feet to get in front of it. It was in the other batter's box. And now we're going to have a pinch runner for Kringlin. As Cam Richens, that's important. That's how important that run is. Kringlin, I think it would take a double for him to score. And so they bring Richens in, so Kringlin will uh, sit down and we'll see who they uh, put in the DH role for late in the ball game. So Clawson with a 3-1 count. And now runners at second and third base. Cougars had bases loaded in the last inning before a pop-up to end the inning. And David Clawson now with a 3-1 count. 
Vontek's pitch. Down low again, ball four. Great job by Yule back there. Yule's earning a scholarship here in this one (laughs) at bat. Three three walks in the inning, and that's going to be it for Sean Paquette. We're going to get a new pitcher. We'll take a two-minute break and be back with more Cougar baseball action on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. Holden Christian, left-hander, new pitcher for LMU. Christian in uh, yesterday's game went two-thirds of an inning, gave up a hit, faced a couple of batters. So the left-hander brought in to face uh, Mitch McIntyre, the freshman center fielder for BYU. McIntyre will step in with Hale at third. Cam Richen, the pinch runner at second, and Dave Clausen at first base. Holden Christian, 0-1 on the year, ERA about four. First pitch inside corner fastball for strike one. McIntyre steps back in. Here's Christian's pitch. That ball is down low. One ball and one strike. Holden Christian has started three games for LMU this year. He's thrown 11 innings, given up 11 hits, 10 runs. Has eight walks in those 11 innings and eight strikeouts. He surrendered uh, seven doubles this year. And the 1-1 pitch, that pitch is inside for ball two. McIntyre is one for three today, single his last time up. And here's the pitch. Swing and a miss. Two and two the count. 85 on the fastball. And McIntyre swung right through it. Yeah, that was Mitch's pitch right there. He knows it. He was a little frustrated after he swung and missed. Two balls, two strikes, two outs. And Christian's pitch is up high, ball three. So runners will be moving with two men out. On deck is uh, Jarrett Perns. As Cougar runners getting set. Here is Christian's pitch. Pop up. Left field coming over down the line. He is going to get there and make the catch for the out in foul territory. So the Cougars again leave bases loaded here in the seventh inning. No runs, hits, or errors. Three big men left on base. We're through seven. 6-3 LMU over BYU on your new skin BYU Sports Network. BYU Baseball is brought to you by Lube Duck. Quick oil change, emissions, and inspections. Now let's take you out to the ballpark with... Brent Norton. Dylan Hirsch steps in for LMU as we go to the eighth. Inouye's first pitch fouled off for a strike. No balls and one strike. 6-3 LMU leading BYU as we go to the eighth. 
LMU got all six of their runs in the first two innings. Cougars have shut them down since then. Cougars have been able to push three across, two in the fourth, one in the fifth. They have left the bases loaded in each of the last two innings in the sixth and seventh. There's a bunt down the third baseline. Jacobson, oh, pitcher uh, in a way, kind of got in Jacobson's way. Looked like Casey was trying to call him off. And he should let Jacobson field that ball. That'll be a bunt single by Hirsch. And that will bring Billy Wilson to the plate. Billy Wilson, a senior out of Tolleson, Arizona, is two for four in the game. And in a way, his first pitch again bunted. This time third baseman Jacobson's got it. He throws the first for the out. Runner moves it up to second base on the sacrifice. Good bunt there by Wilson. And that will bring Sogard to the plate, second baseman. Sogard had a couple hits his first two times up since then he's flown out and also walked. He's uh, two for three today. And the first pitch from Sogard is over for a strike. No balls and one strike. Left-hander Sogard. Here's the 0-1 pitch. Fall back into the screen. 0-2 the count. Sogard uh, now hitting 317 after his uh, two-for-three performance. And here's the 0-2. Fly ball out of play. Decolati's on deck. He'll be followed by Smart. Top of the order here for LMU. No balls and two strikes. Strike three called on the outside corner. Two men out. And Decolati will come up with the runner at second base. Decolati steps in, struck out in the first, grounded out in the second. He is 0 for 4 officially today. His average has dipped to 286. Up there with an RBI opportunity. Inouye's first pitch. Slider drops in for a strike. Inouye's come in and done a good job. His uh, pitch two innings, giving up just one hit, and has a couple of strikeouts. 24 pitches on the afternoon for Blake Inouye. The ball hammered down the right field line. That is a fair ball in the corner. That'll score a run. Decolati 
will end up with a double. Ecolotti really likes to go the other way with that pitch and put it right in the corner for a double. Well, LMU's been able to execute knock runners in this entire series, and that's why they're up two games to nothing and have a uh, now a four-run lead with Jamie Smart coming to the plate. Smart is three for four today. He is now hitting 338 on the year. And the first pitch, little looper into right field. Easy play for Brock Hale. He's camped under it. We'll make the catch for the out. And that will do it for the LMU Lions. They got one run on two hits. No errors. One man left. We are through seven and a half. Seven three LMU over BYU on your Cougar Baseball Radio Network. Go to the bottom of the eighth inning. Jarrett Perns will lead it off for BYU against Holden Christian. And Perns rockets one deep left field. This ball is out of here. Perns goes deep on the first pitch here in the bottom of the eighth inning. And the Cougars back again to within three. We're right now joined by Ryan Hancock. Cameron Coughlin had a little uh, duty to do up at the Jazz. So, Ryan, uh, great to have you with us. We're going to see you uh, throughout the year up here. But uh, yeah, nice way to start the eight. Yeah, can I claim that lo- being a good luck piece yeah. right there? You can do that a little more often. We'll have you up here all the time. Yeah, just to get out of that cold. <laughs> well, Perns, his first home run as a Cougar. Rockets one up on the screen by the uh, scoreboard, and the score now 7-4. to four. He ran into that well. Now the top of the order, Brennan Anderson steps in. Uh, Brennan is 0-3 for 3 today. He walked his last time up, and he takes the first pitch over for a call strike one. Even though it's just one run, you just got to see that electricity change right now for sure. Here's the 0-1. That's up high. Well, the Cougars have left bases loaded in each of the last two innings. They've left 11 men on base. You know, four runs, but they've banged out 11 base hits. Uh, so yeah. the productivity of those hits, they're just not able to put them back to back. We need some timing, that's for sure. Here's the 1-1 pitch. Anderson swings and misses. Looked like a pitch that might have been out of the zone a little bit, a little high. And Brennan uh, had the big hit last night to tie the game in the bottom of the ninth. The Cougars were not able to take advantage of that. Now he's behind in the count 0-2. One ball and two strikes to the Cougars' second baseman. Christian's pitch is strike three called on the inside corner. One man out. Yeah, it looks like uh, Brennan didn't like that spot, but... That's a tough. That's a tough one. I know how much of a competitor he is. He, he's wanting to get on the bag. So, yeah, I see what he's talking about. Yeah, that ball was, was down it was, in the zone. It was down for sure. That's not a strike. That's not a strike. But what do you do? Mike Littlewood had do? a little to say to the home plate umpire Barry Larson. Yeah. So one man out, and Brian Sue the hitter. That pitch is bounced up there for ball one. Hear the crowd here at the ballpark uh, jumping on Mr. Larson, the home plate umpire. <laughs> yeah. Being down in the stands, uh, it's been like that all game. 
Here's the one ball pitch, and that's up high for ball two. Orion Hancock, former uh, Cougar great in both uh, baseball and football, and played uh, a little Major League Baseball after he was drafted by the Angels. Great to have you with us, uh, uh, Always Ryan. my pleasure, for sure. 2-0 pitch. Uh, Sue swings and misses 2-1 and one the count. Uh, Cougars, it's been a, a weekend of frustration here against LMU. LMU is... Taking advantage of every Cougar uh, yes. miscue, and uh, Cougars have just not been able to really come up with a big clutch uh-huh. base hit when they've needed it. Yeah, really strange series. It just it just started going wrong, and man, we've seen some of the worst luck I've I've seen with some of these strange plays. But you know, when that happens, you just gotta you know shake it off and come back. And still looking a little bit flat. I'm you know we need need some more of these. Big hits that we've had, you know, Brock swung the bat good today, and that was a big home run right there. But, you know, again, it's it's the clutch hitting that we need for sure. Three balls, two strikes, a count to Sue. Holden Christian, the lefty. And here's a 3-2. Sue hits this one down the right field line. Right fielder coming over. He will not get there. Lands over near the bullpen area. Well, the last time the Cougars were swept at home was uh, San Diego in 2015. They take a lot of pride in uh, in their home field here, and uh, Coach uh, Littlewood's had a tremendous success at home. And it's just uh, yeah. something you really didn't see coming. No, that's for sure. Um, well, the good thing about being early in the season. 3-2 pitch. Sue, base hit into left field. Being early in the season, um, you know, Regardless what happens, uh, you know, you, you hope that it's it's something that the team learns from. It It's really devastating late in the season. Uh, I mean, you know, just to look on the bright side, regardless what happens, um, you, you hope that the team learns something from it. Um, and it could be, I mean, of course, we all want to see a win right here. Um, but if you, if, if you can't pull that out, uh, you want to see the team grow from it. First pitch to Sneeman's up high for ball one. Yeah, you got to get on track. I mean, they were coming in into the series on a four-game winning streak, playing pretty well. Yes, and yes. Uh, I don't know if they got a little overconfident or whatever, but well, those uh, strings, they just, it's yeah. been a little flat the entire weekend. It, it, yeah, I've felt the same way. It's just something something hasn't clicked. Sneeman pops one down the line and left left fielder coming over. He is not, not going to get, get there. there. Landed yeah. near the bullpen area for the Cougars. Yeah, um, you know this; these types of situations, you you want to see your team respond, and and it, we've been a little slow to respond, um, but uh, but no one's ready to write off anything, you know. I'm sure they aren't, um, and uh, you know they're fighting, they're battling right now. One ball, one strike to Schneeman. Pitches loop to left, left fielder coming over, and he had him play yeah, perfectly. Yeah, played him right. That's the tough part. That that was a pretty well hit ball, but normally that's uh, that's double city right there. But yep. left fielder playing him right on the line made the catch yep. for out number two. Schneeman uh, now three for five 
in the ball game. Two men out, and Brock Hill will step to the plate. Well, we got one of the one of our guys up. Let's see what what Brock can if he can get a pitch to hit here. Brock hitting uh, two for uh, he's two for three today. A runner at first base and Sue and a 0-2 first and back in safely is the Cougar first baseman. Hill has six hits in the series and 12 at bats. Has uh, three RBIs. The big two-run shot here in the fourth inning got the Cougars on the board as he hit the ball over the scoreboard in left field. Pitch to Hale is up or a strike. Thought it might be a little bit up. A little bit of a delayed call there by the home plate umpire. Yes, uh, interesting calls we're getting, but, you know, hopefully uh, we can have some go our way in the, in the top of the night. We're kind of running out of time here. <laughs> I know. Yeah, the key pitches have already happened, huh? Here's the pitch to Hale. Popped it straight back. And the count to... Uh, 0-2 oh, on Brock Hale. Now, this pitcher, did we, we see in the first we game? We saw him series? yesterday, yesterday. through two-thirds okay. of an inning. Gotcha. Another freshman. They just yeah. they got a staff full of freshmen. Freshman starter today. Uh-huh. Pitch almost hit Hale. Yeah. Brock kind of shugs his shoulder like, I should have let that clip me. <laughs> yeah, he hung in there pretty good, I, th- I think, uh he thought maybe he was going to get a, a brush-your-shirt-free bag. That's the best kind. Yes. Ball and two strikes. Christian's pitches a swing and a miss. Hales goes down on strikes. And the Cougars retired here in the eighth. No runs, or one run on two hits. No errors and one man left. We're through eight complete now. 7-4 LMU over BYU on your new skin BYU Sports Network. Hey, sports fans, this is Jordan Wood, pitcher for the BYU baseball team, and you're listening in to the new skin BYU Sports Network. We'll take a 10-second station identification. Well, we're going to the ninth inning. LMU with a three-run lead, 7-4. And uh, Escara will step in. He is the DH. And Blake Inouye, the pitcher, first pitch is over for a call strike. You know, you've been here the, the entire game, uh, Ryan, and, boy, you got to give a lot of credit to Hayden Rogers. I mean, he just got it, yeah. came out and got lit up, and then he just he just shut this LMU team down for about five innings. Uh, yeah. got to give him a lot of credit for hanging in there. Yeah, um, the, the, those games are always tough, but those what that's what you need your uh, your – leadership to do for you and he he stepped forward and and uh put some innings up there ball hit uh, schneeman at short able to make the play just under the glove so a single for uh esvera with uh here in the ninth inning yeah that ball stayed down a little bit i'm wondering um how wet the field is right now still i'm i'm assuming it's I'm just curious how the water changes the way the ball yeah, plays. Yeah. It looks like it did stay he down expected, a little bit. I think he really expected that ball to come up. 
Schneeman, you know, typically very good Makes out that there. play. Brandon Shearer steps in. Probably a bunt situation here for Shearer with a runner at first base here in late in the game trying to add some insurance. This team really does uh, uh, like to bunt, yes. execute, Man, play small ball. They've done it all the game. Pitches up high for a ball. Looks like the pinch runner Oyama, number one. Kenny Oyama out of uh, El Toro High School. Five 250-pound freshmen. Saw him in last night's ball game as he had a couple of at-bats and uh, played in right field. Yes, secret weapon right there. 5-2. He must do something like run, that's for sure. Brandon Shear steps back in. Here's the 1-0 pitch, and that ball's bunted foul. Back up over the top of Clawson. Well, you got to give some credit. Loyola's really... Uh, Impressed me the way that they've kind of come in here, no fear. Um, you know, I'd like to see us respond a little bit better, but um, but got to give them credit coming into playing in this weather and such, coming from Southern California. Quick throw to first base. Uh, might want to mention Mike Littlewood was uh, ejected out of the game between innings there. As he got into a uh, discussion with the home plate umpire, uh, Barry Larson. As I think you just seen enough, there's a little looper into left field base hit. Not Boy. a bad spot right there. He just stuck his bat out, caught it off the tip, and and we've been seeing a lot of that in this series. <laughs> Runners at first and second, oh. and uh, Ryan Ruley will come to the plate. So Ruley will step in. He is a right-handed hitter and. Again, situation where you, you've got to believe there's a bunt coming. Yes. Casey Jacobson, who took over at third base in, as well as uh, Sue. Cougars have a left-hander warming. I believe that's Red Parkinson throwing. Threw real well last night. BYU uh, is really both to... Bullpen's depleted after, uh, you know, almost feeling like you're playing four games here. That ball tipped, is, tipped uh, possibly. Yep, I think it was a foul ball. 0-1 yeah. the count. He's turning early. He's not not trying to hide the bunt, that's no. for sure. And sometimes uh, pitchers get a little distracted when that happens. So I'd like to just see him, you know, concentrate, just take – Take this free out right here. Maybe get him to pop it up or something. You gotta, you gotta throw strikes in this situation. No balls in a strike. Squares the bunt, then pulls back and slashes. Fouls it straight back. Suk, first base was really coming hard. <laughs> yeah. You see a guy do that, and you sure. throw, throw your glove up in front of your face just in case. Yeah. I think they slashed a few times in the first game too, uh, when the first baseman. Was in a close like that. So. Again, he's scoring to bun 0-2 here. Now he swings away again, fouls it off. Good spot right there, too. Lucky to get a piece of that. 7-4 LMU leading the Cougars as we play the top of the ninth inning here in Provo. 
One thing you've definitely seen with the play calling from uh, LMU, uh, they're, they've had this lead and they can be loose and crazy, do stuff like bunting with two strikes. Swing and a miss. Didn't show bunt there and just swung and missed at the curveball from Inouye for out number one. Kind of easy to coach when you got a, a lead like this. You know, you can be a little aggressive. And you've had a chance to watch this catcher, Cooper Ewell. I'll tell yeah. you what a defensive phenom he is. Yes, I, I, I did uh, have to come away a little impressed after last night. He must have blocked 15 balls that, uh, man, yeah. He, and he blocked them and kept them in front of him so he could still. Yep. Get, get to the ball, and, and no one was able to advance. Really pretty amazing job by Ewell. Yeah. Jason Gill, the, the head coach of LMU, said he's the best defensive catcher he's ever seen. He, he smothers it. Yeah, he does. He, uh, he's great out there. Want to know the count to Ewell. As Inouye looks back at second again, and the pitch. Good spot. A Off just, the plate. Just missed away. Two balls and no strikes to Yule with one man out and runners at first and second base for LMU as they try to add to their 7-4 uh, lead here against BYU. That pitch gets away from Clawson. Pitch a little bit low. And the count now goes to 3-0. and Parkinson throwing, the lefty, and also Justin Sterner, a freshman right-hander. Three balls, no strikes. Pitch is going. There goes the runner, Oyama, and the ball is thrown low. And luckily, it hit off the umpire's footer. That would have been down in the right field line somewhere and might have scored two. In fact, my view got blocked, and I was wondering how that stopped. Yeah. Uh, it was it was the umpire, huh? Yeah, hit off the umpire's shoe as it got Thank past you. Jacobson. So a uh, hey, break for we yeah. we could we could use one of those for sure, but not the break you want. But it's a break. Three balls and a strike. Down low, ball four. So bases are going to be loaded. Interesting, you said you know play it loose. I mean, there's a double steal right there. Yep. Yeah, they're being aggressive. That's, you You got to kind of change it up when you got a lead like this. Um, you know, you, you can afford to take some chances, and, you know, it worked, it's been working out for them. That brings uh, Dylan Hirsch. He is oh, or one for three, had a bunt single back in the eighth and came around to score. Big, big out. This nine hitter right here, we got to get this guy. So... Cougars double play depth in the infield. They're in about even with the bag at the corners. Up the middle, double play depth, and the first pitch is a swing and a miss for strike one. Good spot right there. Outer half, nowhere close to that pitch. Next game Tuesday night, Utah comes to Provo to take on the Cougars. My guess is this will be uh, if... Pitch is uh, down low. With a lefty coming up, top of the lineup, we'll probably see the pen if, if unless we get a double play here. Yeah, the Cougars uh, have Parkinson ready. As Hirsch steps back in. 
Here's Inouye's pitch. Ball grounded down the third baseline. Only play to first base, and he is safe at the oh, back. Oh, that was close play right there. That was a close play. Just a little bit, just a little infield single again. Again. Swing and bunt. Same thing we've been seeing in all series. Just right right spot with the, with the play. Just not a good swing. Got a good pitch and just fisted. And it's been the Cougars' luck today. Well, base is loaded. Trent Pratt now, who is the acting head coach for the Cougars, has made the sign. Parkinson's going to be brought into the ballgame to face uh, Billy Wilson. We'll take a 90-second break and be back with more Cougar baseball action on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. Well, Red Parkinson on to face uh, Billy Wilson. With bases loaded, LMU has put one across here. And the top of the ninth inning to now make it a four-run lead. See if we can stop the bleeding here. Parkinson uh, threw yesterday, threw an inning and uh, hitless baseball. First pitch over for a strike. There's that key lefty on lefty pitch. Love to see your lefty come in and hit that away corner with that nice off-speed pitch. Here's the 0-1. Way outside. Gets away from Clawson, and a run will score. Ball outside. I think it's got to be a pass ball. Clawson looked like it popped out of his glove and just rolled about 20 feet behind him. And the runner scored scored now 9-4. Just kind of hooked, got around that fast ball, I think, and just did not go where he was aiming. LMU now nine runs, 17 hits. Cougars bring the infield in with runners at second and third. A ball and a strike to Wilson. Pitches outside for ball two. On deck is a right-handed hitter, uh, Nick Sogard. And the pitch. That's outside for ball three. You can see a little uh, snow squall coming through again as it's uh, begin to snow lightly here at the ballpark. Here's a 3-1 pitch. Wilson swings and misses at a fastball. Well, you think he was sitting fastball there or what? He wanted that one. <laughs> yeah, he snuck. He definitely snuck. It was looked maybe up in the zone a little bit, and uh, he got it by him pretty good. Um, got the infield in here, so uh, we know we got to keep it at. Wilson there swings and misses. Good pitch by Parkinson. Strikes Wilson out. Got him to fish at that uh, lefty on lefty breaking ball. Out number two, and Nick Sogard will come up. He has uh, two hits. Struck out looking his last time up. Sogard, the second baseman, steps in against Parkinson. There's a line drive right at Anderson. He'll make the catch for the out. And LMU is retired, but they got two runs on three hits. No errors, two runners left on. We are through eight and a half, nine four LMU over BYU on your new skin BYU Sports Network. Back here in uh, Provo, 
as the Cougars down nine to four to LMU as we go to the bottom of the ninth inning. And uh, we've got a new pitcher. I think that's Josh Robbins again, that big right hand. No, it's 40. Let's see, you can't tell for sure. It might be Kiefer Meehan, 43. 43. Yeah. 43. He's a 6'4", 188-pound freshman out of uh, Westlake Village, California. Uh, he pitched uh, yesterday for them. And uh, so Zimmer, or, uh, he's into the ball game. Kiefer Meehan, he threw a third of an inning, gave up a hit and a run. Did walk one guy. Well, we got a tall order, but we got the right type tart part of the order coming up. The, it's all about the base runners in this situation. You know, one at a time. Can't look at the big number. You got to look at one at a time. So hopefully we can uh, chip away and. Fill the bags. Casey Jacobson will lead it off. He struck out his only time up. And Meehan's first pitch is fouled up and off of Ewell's foot, the catcher. He'll walk that one off. So no balls and a strike to Jacobson. Well, not a whole lot of productivity out of that uh, five-fold today as Favero had struck out a couple times and flown out. And Jacobson struck out his first time up. So Jacobson, the right-hander, steps back in. Pitches down low for a ball. One-one pitch to Jacobson. That's up high for ball two. Now uh, beginning to snow a little heavier here in yeah. Provo as we play the bottom of the night. It was supposed to move in about this time, four o'clock. Two-one mm-hmm. pitch, Jacobson fly ball over near the Cougar dugout. That ball is going to find about two rows deep. And so Jacobson with a 2-2 count. We'll step back up. Cougars, uh, when you look at this uh, schedule, it really front-loaded with a lot of the uh, front-runners of the league with uh, both LMU and Gonzaga these first two weeks, both in Provo. And then they have to go to, to Malibu to play Pepperdine in the third week. So uh, tough early season schedule as Jacobson takes a pitch over. Four call strike three, one man out. Now we're going to have a pinch hitter. Cam Richens uh, will go sit down, and uh, Brown will come up and hit. Jake Brown, who has DH quite a bit this year, will step to the plate. Jake Brown uh, got a pinch hit uh, last night in his only plate appearance. As he will step in, left-handed hitter worry number 36 is Brown. There's a hit right up the middle, off the pitcher's glove. Brown hustling down to first base, and he is safe. So Brown, infield single. Yes, pitcher helped us out by tipping that one, slowing it down. And that will bring Clausen to the plate. 
Well, you never know what might get the rally started. Yeah. Yep, we've seen enough uh, crazy stuff in this series. Maybe maybe some will, will go our way. We'll see what happens here. Trent Pratt is the coach in the, down in the third base uh, coaching box with uh, Herring down at first with Coach Littlewood being ejected from the ball game last inning. First pitch to Clawson is over for a strike. Yeah, good pitch to hit there, but typically in this situation you just got to take strikes or force them to force them to throw strikes, and so sometimes that means you you lay off a good good pitch to hit. David two for three on the day, and the next pitch inside for a ball. Really got to force that pitcher to work. Key for me and another one of that just incredibly deep freshman class of pitchers that LMU brought in this year. One one pitch, good off Lawson. speed. Foul yeah. tips it back into the catcher's glove. Good looks like a straight changeup on the outside corner. That's tough, righty on lefty right there. Good pitch. Last time the Cougars were swept was 2015 here in Provo, San Diego. As Toss big swing and a miss goes down on strikes, two men out, and that will bring McIntyre up. Yeah, Meehan definitely staying aggressive. Um, it's what you have to do when, when you've got a lead like this, and, and uh, he's pitching well for a freshman. Through the fastball at 89 right past uh, David, and McIntyre steps in. He is a one for four today. He was up there the last time with bases loaded and flew out to the left fielder. Cougars have left... Uh, 12 men on base in this ball game and have just been able to unable to come up with a big base hit. They've hit a couple of home runs, but yeah. one was a solo shot, mm-hmm. one was a two-run shot, and other than that, yeah. Cougars have really been shut down offensively. When you're down big, those solo shots uh, can get frustrating because uh, typically, you know, a home run is going to start a rally, but uh, when it only puts one run on the board and... You got bases uh, clear, you know, makes it take some of the pressure off the the other team when, when uh, you know, it's just one more run on the board, really. Two balls and a strike. Here's the pitch to McIntyre, a little bit low. On deck is uh, Jarrett Perns. He had a home run his last time up. Perns uh, two for four today. Three balls and a strike. Pitches over for a strike, three and two. So the runner will be moving here. Three, two count, two men out. Yeah, Meehan doing a really good job working quick in this situation too. And the Cougars, the McIntyre, trying to extend this game. Three, two pitch runner going, and that ball is grounded out toward the first baseman. He's got it. He'll step on the bag, and LMU sweeps the Cougars with a 9-4 win here in game three in Provo. And LMU got to be uh, yeah. played very, very good baseball. Yeah, you know, they came in with over 20, 20 errors this year. <laughs> and, boy, they just played almost flawless baseball. Yeah, they they uh, definitely turned it around, and uh, that's the way you want to start start a league series, uh, start your league season, that's for sure. Um, 
Well, hopefully the Cougs bounce back into Gonzaga next week, and uh, you know I'm sure Mike will have them working hard and changing that that mental outlook. Well, Ryan, hey, we appreciate you joining in. Uh, we're going to sure. send it back to the station and take a break, and then we'll be back with a post game report right after this. Okay, on your new skin BYU Sports Network. That's the last out. Great pitch on the outside corner. He gets him. Now let's hear from the players and coaches in your BYU baseball postgame show. Here's Brent Norton on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. All right, back here in Provo, Larry Miller Field. Cougars lose 9-4. They were swept by LMU in the uh, ball game here, uh, or the series here this weekend. Very inclement weather. Uh, boy, boy, LMU seemed to thrive on that. Uh, Cougars uh, did not play their top baseball. Seemed like they were a little bit flat the entire weekend and uh, just couldn't get things going. And LMU uh, wins this one by a score of 9-4. LMU with uh, nine runs, uh, 17 hits, no errors. BYU four runs, 13 hits. And BYU did commit three errors in the uh, ball game. Uh, Rodgers takes the loss. He drops to 2-2 on the year. Nick Frasso uh, picks up the win. He evens his record up at two wins. And two losses, 1,110 in attendance. Three hours and 25 minutes was the game time. And LMU uh, improbably uh, wins the series, wins uh, sweeps the series here from BYU. It's been since 2015 that this has happened to BYU. And uh, we're now joined by uh, head coach uh, Mike Littlewood. And coach, uh, boy, uh, continuation of kind of a frustrating weekend. Uh, got off to a real tough start here with Rodgers giving up six runs in those first two innings. Any then he really kind of knuckled down and, and, and threw the ball well. But getting off to that slow of a start with this LMU staff made it, made an uphill climb all the way. Yeah, it was. And, and you know, think about it. Hayden actually wasn't that bad. I mean, he was actually pretty good. So we play Williams to pull, and he hits a to lead off the game, and he hits a, just a routine ground ball the second. But percentages say 90% of the time he's going to hit it in the four hole, which he did a lot of times. And, and that kind of starts it. And then we misplay. Mitch goes back on the ball that Jamie Smart yep. hits. And that's, you know, that's two outs, men on first and second. And all of a sudden now it's bases loaded, one out. And so um, I felt kind of bad for Hayden right there. But uh, guys battled back a little bit, a um, little bit of frustration built in. But, um, you know, hopefully we can get this thing, uh, this thing figured out. It just seemed like LMU, every opportunity they had, when they needed to hit, they got it. I think you left 12 men on base. Bases loaded sixth and seventh inning. All you needed was that one key hit. You were down three runs at that time. You would have got yourself right back in the ball game. Yeah, the whole the whole series they were playing loose and light, and we were playing tense. You know, that's just the way the. Sometimes that's just the way it goes, the way it feels. But it felt like any time they got a guy on first base, didn't matter if it was one out, two outs, it didn't matter. They were going to score. Yeah. Just it had that feel, and we would get bases loaded with no outs, and it would feel like we we couldn't score. Just one of those crazy crazy weekends that everything went well for them. And think about how many. I mean, think about go back to Thursday when we started and played the the first five and a half innings. Decalotti gets a, a bleeder double down the right field line to score two, and Jamie Smart gets a bleeder double down the left field line. And then, so everything they hit weekly fell in, and everything yeah. they hit hard fell in too. It's just it was LMU's week. They played really well, um, and and they had us on our heels. They really executed very very well, ran the base as well, um, and and we just we just didn't play we just didn't play our brand of baseball this weekend. You know, I know you take a lot of pride. Uh, it's been since 2015 that you've been swept here. I don't think you've lost a series here probably since then. I mean, yeah. you've been so good at home. Uh, was it players feeling too comfortable, or did, could you get, get a feeling that I got? I know yesterday you thought they were maybe a little bit flat. 
I think, yeah, I mean, it, it feels like they're just flat. It just feels like they don't have, they're not playing with confidence right now. And um, to be honest with you, at Northridge it was totally different. At Northridge we, we would give up a lead and then we'd, we'd just get it back right away. We would answer every single time and it felt kind of loose. And then Hawaii, it was just like, uh, this d- doesn't seem right, doesn't feel right, but we, we escaped there with two wins. And then Auburn, I think, you know, the, the 21-4 game, kind of like dinged our confidence a little bit um, and I was hoping it wouldn't but it just it's kind of just stayed with us a little Omaha last week it's a team we should beat three times doesn't matter if we're playing well or not that's a team we should beat three times and we did and then I thought really the Utah Valley on Tuesday the the last uh, five innings felt really good it felt like that's that's kind of our brand of baseball we're we're the aggressor but you know you get a LMU it looked like they executed so well and did but they can when you're up three or four runs uh, four runs five runs you can do stuff like that you can hit and run a little bit more you can push bunt you can do all those yeah. things and when you're down five like we were i basically i didn't even need to go coach third base and when i did people tripped so it didn't really matter if i was <laughs> over there or not apparently well uh yeah you get down it's base to base type thing and, and yeah and i think it tightens you up a little bit as a, as a team and as a hitter yeah. as hitters and boy plenty of opportunities but just uh, unable to come through i guess if there's a bright side to this it's it is early in the season and you can get yourself back on track. You've got a big one with Gonzaga next weekend, which even becomes bigger after being yeah. swept by LMU. No doubt. It's. I mean, I, I look at every game as a must win, and we try not to push that on the players. Like, but we know it. You just you you can't win. You can't lose a whole lot of games in league play if you want to make the tournament, or clearly if you want to win the win the uh, the league outright. So we just need to buckle down and, and get get back to basics. I mean, we just didn't play clean. Even things that people couldn't see. From the stands, we just didn't do well. Uh, just our small pick plays and different things we're doing, and catching the ball at the catching position—that's kind of yeah. that's kind of an important yeah. thing in baseball. And so we just need to clean it up overall. Well, coach, uh, big weekend coming up with uh, Utah on Tuesday, and then Gonzaga on the weekend. So hopefully the weather is a little bit better than we <laughs> saw this weekend, and and get a few fans out and uh, get your Cougars on track. I guess you'll have one practice on Monday to to uh, talk about that and, and figure out what what needs to be done. Yeah, I just told him in the locker room real quick that um, I'm not sure practice even helps us because all the things we work on, we <laughs> didn't execute very well. So maybe just won't practice anymore and just roll the dice and see how it works. <laughs> well, you don't have a yeah. whole lot of practices coming up this yeah. week, I know. So, yeah. hey, well, uh, we appreciate you coming up, Coach. Uh, uh, you know, tough weekend, but, uh, hey, next next week's a whole new week and uh, baseball, funny game. Boy, you just never know. Crazy things happen, and, yeah. and we saw some of that this weekend. Well, we'll see how resilient we are come come Tuesday against Utah. I don't think we have to have a uh, reason to, to talk them into getting Get excited up, for man. that one. So uh, we, we should be ready to go on Tuesday. All right, Coach, appreciate you coming up. Thanks, Brett. You betcha. Mike Littlewood as the uh, Cougars <laughs> lose here 9-4 to to LMU, and uh, uh, Rogers takes the loss. Frassel with the win. We'll be back on the air 555 on Tuesday night, Utah and BYU. Uh, from Larry Miller Field here in Provo. I'd like to thank uh, Cole Weisinger for his great job uh, at the uh, broadcast uh, center at BYU and everybody at also ESPN 960. And uh, just remind fans, we'll be back on the air Tuesday. With that, we'll say so long from Larry Miller Field in Provo.